Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Wow. Wow. We knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. The Chicago Bears trading out of the number one overall pick. Sending, this is crazy. Sending that pick over to the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers getting back a nice little draft package, by the way. But they also get DJ Moore. So you're going to draft a QB at 1.1 in the NFL draft. But you're not going to have DJ Moore for your quarterback to sling the ball to. Instead, this man right here, Justin Fields, who has just locked himself into the top five quarterbacks. Maybe he has cups of coffee with more frequency than we than we even imagine with the top four quarterbacks. Maybe the top four quarterbacks needs to now be referred to as the top five quarterbacks. Maybe tier number one has a new player. Maybe he's at the bottom of tier one, but tier one might have a new player. We may no longer be able to say... The top four quarterbacks are Smitty. After the top four quarterback, we might be saying now after the top five quarterback, Smitty. DJ Moore's catching footballs from Justin Fields. The fantasy football show begins right now, Broskies. It begins right now. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the fantasy football show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Goodness gracious, man. We got so much to talk about now. This is crazy. The the landscape we knew would change, but now that it has now that it's been shaken up, it's been jostled all around. We've got so much we need to discuss uh, as it relates to uh as it relates to uh Justin Fields, as it relates to every single uh component now involved in in this in this trade okay so let's let's start breaking it down right now uh let me go ahead and uh i gotta click this right here bad boy all right here we go all right so this trade let's break it down in some total here this is from adam schefter the number nine overall pick goes to the chicago bears the number 61 overall pick goes to the chicago bears a first round pick in 2024 goes to the Chicago Bears. The second round pick in 2025 goes to the Chicago Bears. And who else goes to Chicago? A guy that hasn't had a quarterback in how long? A guy we keep talking about being a top 10 wide receiver, but can never really get there. And we just talked about it on the the show a minute ago. Uh, The last show was like, DJ Moore, you know, what could he do? Who's going to be throwing him the football? Is it going to be a rookie? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to take Levis? Are the the Carolina Panthers after Lamar Jackson? Uh, We don't know. Now we know. Now we know the Carolina Panthers now draft number one overall. And DJ Moore, honestly, I'm happy for him. I'm not mad about this at all. I'm not saying, oh, I want DJ Moore to catch footballs from Stroud. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm absolutely uh, amped up for DJ Moore to finally have a quarterback. DJ Moore to the moon, potentially. DJ Moore now catching footballs from Justin Fields. Justin Fields quite arguably vaulting into the top four quarterback conversation. Like, I don't know who I would take out. I'm not saying he's replacing Hurts 
Joe Burrow, Mahomes, or Josh Allen for me. But in good conscience, I can't sit here and tell people he's not a top four quarterback. He's a top four to five quarterback. Now you have a top five quarterback rotation, and one of these guys might get bumped out by Fields if Fields is able to stay healthy. We don't know. I've got Bruce in front of my face while I'm talking. Bruce, get out of the way, Bruce. Bruce, move, move. There we go. Okay, so let's 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 get let's dig into this a little bit more. Wrong screen, Smitty. I'm too excited. Uh, Fields to DJ Moore. That connection is going to be off the hook. This is going to be unreal. This is unreal. Let's go to the the NFL draft board. Then we're going to open the phone lines immediately. In fact, the phone lines phone lines are open. You can dial in right now if you want to. Let's go ahead and make this this change. This is going to be uh, the Panthers at this one pick. And then the nine overall pick is now the Chicago Bears, which has just been, this is unreal. This is unreal. The 61, obviously not on the board here. This is the first round. Now we must talk about the most important piece of all of this. Yes, DJ Moore is important. My voice is shot. I'm live all the time. I don't have time to even eat. I went out to go get food, which is why I'm about five, 10 minutes delayed and going live. I went out to get food. I went on IG immediately though, while I was driving so you guys could get get a dose of what was going on but i went to go get food i had a big meeting uh relating to the show so i was doing all that and then all of a sudden this news breaks of course while i'm out and about five miles away from my house i never venture far i'm going to get some gourmet meatballs gourmet parmesan marinara meatballs and so i went and go, went and got that but now we need to discuss the most important part of this situation is what do the Cara- what do the chicago bears do with this nine pick what do they do with this nine pick? Do they have the balls to draft the man sitting on the bottom right corner of the screen? Do the Chicago Bears have the balls to draft Bijan Robinson? I hope they do. I don't know if they do. I don't know if teams view him as a top 10 pick. I'm hoping the Eagles or the Bears draft him. I'm absolutely thrilled about Bijan in either one of these two locations. Bijan couldn't find a better home than Chicago right now or the Eagles right now. Best offensive line in football. This is one of the the more creative uh, builds right now in in the NFL. These Chicago Bears could actually make the playoffs this year if they draft Bijan Robinson. If they have DJ Moore catching footballs uh, from Justin Fields, they have Bijan Robinson to the moon, to the moon. We don't know if they'll do that. Maybe they end up coming back around and drafting an RB in the second round, and that could still be very promising depending on where their second round pick or at you know, 61 is a little late for Charbonnet. Uh, you could still get a Sean Tucker. If, if that ends up happening, I'm, I'm fine with that too. But man, can you imagine the tripod going on in Chicago if it was Fields, Bijan, and DJ Moore? And you've still got, you've still got some weapons. Mooney's still a talent. Mooney's, Mooney's an amazing wide receiver too for this team. The Chicago Bears, if they address the running back position properly and appropriately and timely, would have... A very, very, very nice 2023. And man, Chicago Bear fans have to be ecstatic right now. Carolina, I have to say, Carolina, this isn't a great now move for them. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. To get rid of DJ Moore the moment you bring in a Stroud or an Anthony Richardson, part of me wonders if they're going Anthony Richardson and think about it. Cam Newton, Carolina. Cam Newton's, uh, Anthony Richardson's favorite player is Cam Newton. He, he, he mirrored his game around Cam Newton. And so he loves Cam Newton. So it wouldn't shock me at all if this team picked Anthony Richardson. But wow, 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 wow. Ron Navy, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What do you think about this situation? It's such an exciting turn of events for us, right? Wow, man. The Bears like were like nothing. Now they're actually have a possibility of being something. And I agree. Bijan at nine would be awesome. Bijan at nine would be amazing. David, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Smitty. Uh, just had to call in, man. Obviously, as a Panthers fan, talked to you the past few days about everything. Uh, so just wanted to call in, give my two cents. What do you um, think about this, bro? I'm actually good with it, man. And here's why. Um, I think it's a good move for both sides. Um, I, I wasn't crazy about us giving up multiple first-round picks for the next three years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, Hold on, you haven't identified yourself yet, David. So you are essentially a Carolina Panther fan. Yeah, I live in North Carolina. Okay, okay. So you're giving us your perspective. You think this is good for both teams. You don't like giving up the multiple first-round picks. You don't like giving up DJ Moore, but you are excited because you get your quarterback. I can understand that. I'll let you continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to identify you as a Carolina Panther fan, bringing us your perspective. Tell me how you feel hopeful, though, uh, is in terms of filling the wide receiver role for this club, like in twenty. Well, the only thing that I can think of, and, and I, I know it's probably not going to happen, uh, but it would be amazing if it did. Is we had the second round pick that we got from San Francisco at number thirty nine. So obviously they have to draft a wide receiver there. It's probably not going to happen, but how cool would it be if JSN was there and they drafted? Wait, 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 wait. JSN, so that- JSN available where? At what pick? 39. 39? JSN available at 39? Yeah, it's not going to happen, but just let me drink. Just let me drink. Um, They're probably going to have to end up with like a Josh Downs or somebody like that. Um, But it's just, you know, it's it's just a pipe thing like that. But they they had to make this move, man. They, They had to make it. I'm happy for DJ Moore because he hasn't had anybody to throw to him. You know, since camp, so he can go yeah. to Justin. Yeah, DJ. I look, think DJ Justin got better throwing the ball as the year went on. So DJ, I'm happy for him as far as that goes. DJ Moore to the moon, to the moon. I mean, yeah. this is fantastic. He's been a top ten wide receiver trapped in it. This is like McLaurin. DJ Moore, and McLaurin are two of the most underrated wide receivers in the National Football League and in fantasy, but they're justifiably, you know, pushed down because they they don't have quarterback play. DJ Moore yeah. is a field stretcher. DJ Moore is oh, yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, going back to your and, your, and your, honestly, Smitty, I think that was I, I think DJ was the whole thing. I I, I think Chicago was like, look, we'll, we'll do this, but you got to throw in DJ Moore because the word around Charlotte JSN. was either DJ Moore or Brian Burns. Obviously, you know, I, I would want DJ Poor Moore guy. if I'm Justin Fields. So I think that was kind of what set it off. And so I guess Scott Pitterer was like, okay, you know, we'll throw in DJ. Just don't take so many first-round picks. So 
you know, I, I think that was the kicker. It had to be DJ or, or nothing. Um, poor guy. So, poor guy thinks. I mean, he's, we always have to give up something JSN. to get something, right? So, I mean, it is what it is. It sucks. He, he doesn't have anybody to throw to, regardless of who we pick. Um, you know, Terrace Marshall is our number one wide, wide receiver now. Um, so, it is what it is. But I think this sets us up for years down the road. Maybe not, will not, be there. not this year, you know, but maybe next year, two, three years down the road, where we can draft. You know, some yeah, receivers yeah. I will tell you. I will tell you. Not only are you living in fantasy land, that JSN would be, even be available in the twenties. Um, <laughs> like, 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 if Baltimore is lucky to see him at twenty-two, it's going to be like, what happened? We're going to be scratching our heads, what happened? But that's like bizarro world. That's Twilight Zone type stuff, you know. Yeah, it's but, not gonna. Yeah, it's not. You, you, but but you like if you trade it up, if you, I don't even know if you can because you got you got rid of a lot of draft capital already. But it's a bad spot. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush, bro. It's a bad spot for whatever quarterback gets drafted into Carolina. Oh yeah. In that. terms of a receiver, per, from a receiver perspective. However, I will say this: you guys got a good line. You got a great coaching staff. Um, it's a good core. Like you have a good core. Getting rid of DJ Moore was tough, and I bet you they they yeah. didn't want you guys didn't want to do that, but you had to do it, or the Bears yeah. were gonna trade this pick to some up somebody else. This is hor- yeah, This is exactly. horrible and good all at the same time. Um, I think that in time it could be good. I think there's pros and cons to Stroud and, and, and Anthony Richardson, who I think are the top two options at 1.1. Anthony Richardson, just much like Cam Newton, is a, is a, a quick riser to the 1.1 conversation when he was kind of not even in that conversation at all, and now he's rising up like Cam did. He's such an athletic freak. He's one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic quarterback to ever come out of college. That is not to translate into necessarily NFL uh, production, you know, you know, just athleticism. He, and he's yeah. pr- proven by breaking records at the combine. He's a physical specimen. He's the most athletic well, quarterback to ever come out of college. Hold, hold on. And so if, if okay. you guys end up drafting Anthony Richardson, he's probably, there's pros and cons to both. He's probably a little bit more capable of doing what Fields has been doing, putting the team on his back without help and weapons, and actually doing a lot better than people think. And from a fantasy perspective, Richardson in Carolina might actually do okay as long as you bring in a juju. Here's the wide, re- the free agent wide receiver pool uh, that, that's out there. You've got Juju, you've got Woods, you've got Odell Beckham Jr., Jacoby Myers. They're not horrible. Um, if yeah. you guys could get a, a, a Juju Smith-Schuster in there or whatever, that that would help a lot. But I think for the most part, it's going to be it's gonna the Chicago Bears won, won this trade. Uh, number one, oh, they yeah, didn't definitely. even need a QB. Number two, they're still drafting at number nine. Probably still could get their guy or one of two or one of three of their guys that they have on their top three draft board because the quarterbacks are going to clog up and congest this top you know, four overall. So when you really think about it, in the top, before the Bears are even on the clock, four quarterbacks are going to consume all of these picks. So let's just say it was one through four. Let's just, for, for easy math. So you have one pick at five, one, two picks at seven, uh, three, four. You have four draft selections potentially uh, that are non-QBs and the Bears don't need a QB. It's a great move. DJ Moore, all that draft capital, what a phenomenal move by the Chicago Bears. Uh, real quickly, yeah, D- Dave, David, we'll come back to you in a second. Ron, if you have anything else you want to add to, to this, uh, conversation, um, and then I got a super chat I'm going to read here. Thank you. Oh, hold on. Hold on. This is a $25 hauler. We got to empty the, the, there we go. 
Appreciate you, buddy boy, for dropping the $25 hauler. This is Paul. Paul, we've got the the 30. This The RPMs on this thing is amazing. My brother, Jimmy, rigged it. We got a battery on the back. It, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. This thing shoots 30 bills per second. So I empty the clip. And it's just it's unbelievable. We make it rain in here like we've never made it rain before. Anytime someone drops a $20 hauler, I make it rain. The next $20 hauler, I don't even have bills ready. I got to get on the floor during a live stream, scoop up all the bills, put it back in the in the, in the the make it rain machine. Um, Paul says, off season is crazy. Thanks for navigating it for us, Smitty. Paul, it's my pleasure. I work for you, Paul. You just, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy going live with you guys. Not only every single day, but every single breaking news, you know, piece. This is going to spill into the five, the 7 p.m. show. So we're not going to end the live stream and come back. We're just going to roll right into the 7 p.m. show. We got 176 people in the building. 37 thumbs up. We could definitely pump those rookie numbers up. So guys, if you're watching, please thumb up. And if you're new. You found your new home. I go live every single day on my YouTube channel. So if you're like, oh, I need some NFL content, I'm live every single day. A lot of times, two or three or four times per day, I'm live. So many times that YouTube throttles my notifications to my followers because you only get two notifications when I go live four times. Uh, okay, Ron Navy, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I've enjoyed listening to you. This is excitement. The excitement is just overwhelming. I am excited. And I think, you know, yeah, Carolina, Chicago got the better better deal, you know, in the short term and stuff. And, you know, uh, Carolina's building for a future. So we'll just have to see how they do, what quarterback they pick, and where they decide to go in free agency and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, now you know why that Carolina came out and said they're not interested in Lamar. Because they were dealing with Chicago to make this trade. Yeah, yeah, that could be partly partly why. I also feel like, regardless, no one's spilling the beans about what they're doing. Period. Like if if, if it was true, GM speak, or like because there were sources according to sources, if we had a true GM or coach or representative of the Carolina Panthers speaking, they would have not tipped their hand. Like if like think about it. If if I was going after this trade, I would be making people think I was going after Lamar. So I, I still think it's a bunch of crap. It worked out to prove maybe to be true in this case, but um, man, what an ex- guys! DJ Moore, we got to talk about where's DJ Moore getting ranked now? Like in, in an underdog fantasy draft right now, promo code Smitty at Underdog Fantasy, matching up to one hundred dollars on your first deposit. We'll be drafting tonight. We're drafting tonight. I have no idea where where DJ Moore is going to go. Make sure you click the I link. Do. I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to uh, make sure you click the link and in, 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 uh, get into the underdog drafts or get signed up now so you don't miss out because I promise you, if you try and get into an underdog draft at the last second, you're not going to get into the draft because they fill up immediately. So make sure you click the link. I'm going to pin it in the live chat right now. Make sure you get into the, uh, you get that all signed up and ready to go so that you can jump right in tonight when we go in. We go live at midnight pretty much every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday drafting live on underdog. Not mock drafts, real live Best ball drafts on Underdog Fantasy. I pinned the link right now. Uh, DJ Moore, Ron, where do you project his ADP to jump to? And where where has he Third been round. lately in drafts? Where is he going in drafts lately? Where have you seen him fall lately? Fifth, sixth round. And where do you think he yeah. goes? Where do you think he goes now? 
Oh, I know where he goes. I where? picked him up in the Earth. underdog draft that I'm doing right now in the third round. Third round. <laughs> third round. This is crazy. I'm not saying he's not. It's not deserving. But wow. Okay, so let me plug well, in. Think about it. The same. The same receivers that went because there was a big run on receivers. So Hopkins went. Cooper went. Uh, Ridley went. Debo went. Medcalf went. All before him. Is he not now? He's going to be in that new position. Don't you think he's just as valuable, is or going to be just as valuable as as Cooper or Hopkins or Medcalf or any of those? I mean, I yeah, oh, of those guys you just named, where he's abs- going to be. Of, of those guys you oh, just yeah. named, that, absolutely, they all went in the third round. They all so, went in the third round in this draft. So, here's the underdog. Yeah, got- here's the underdog ADP, and what's so va- valuable about underdog ADP? Is that it's paid? Like people are paying to be in these leagues, so this is accurate ADP data. I don't use any ADP data anymore that isn't Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. I don't. I'm not even trying to just promote Underdog in this. I'm telling you the reason is you get into a a, a sleeper dra- mock draft. How many people quit by the fourth round, and then the computer just drafts for them. These are paid drafts, so people are not going to mess around. They're going to draft to the very end. They're not going to take guys super high that they shouldn't be taken. Here's the overall ADP rank. Uh, and if we if we cycle down to just wide receivers, DJ Moore is not even on the first scroll. Um, if we scroll down to, uh, where's D- there he is, DJ Moore at the bottom there. That is number 49.9 overall is his current ADP on Underdog Fantasy. 49.9 divided by by 12 to give you an exact number is 4.15. Uh that seems actually high right there. I don't know if this has been adjusted immediately in the last, you know, hour or something like that, but mm-hmm. wow, wow. That It very I, well could be, but I I know in this draft Smitty, seven wide receivers went in the first round. Seven. So and, and Yeah, he's got to be in the third round. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers went in the second round. Well, so this this draft that I'm in right now is a highly, you know, wide receiver draft. It, it you know it, it's got those zero running back guys in it, and look, and so all the receivers are going crazy. Look at look at DJ Moore's uh, career stat log here. We're looking at just 21, 2021 and twenty twenty two. So in twenty twenty one, when it's a more representative. Uh, I think look into what he's capable of doing in a bad environment, you know, playing a full season, having healthy court, you know, having a healthy mediocre quarterback, 93 receptions, 1157, four tutties. That is like his worst case scenario in a, a mediocre environment where the quarterback's healthy the entire time. And, and he's getting, he's playing all the whole entire season. That's like his low floor, like 93, 1157, four in Chicago. If I had to guess, I, I don't know if he'll be well above the reception total. Uh, depends how much you know Fields runs. There's some certain components there that can affect the, the receptions. But let's call it 95 to 105 receptions. Let's call it 1,200 to 1,400 receiving yards, and I would say eight to t- 11 touchdowns. Wide yeah. wide range, about 50. What? I was gonna say about eight touchdowns. I bet you he doubles his touchdowns from that. Four, yeah, and least. so D- DJ Moore's right here on the rankings. I'm going to go up this list, and I'm going to tell you when I, I'm, I'm calling it and saying this is where I rank him. So DJ Moore, Judy's above him. 
uh, right now. So DJ Moore jumps above Judy. He leapfrogs above Pittman. He leapfrogs uh, above Mike Williams. Um, now, Christian Watson and Ridley are ranking way too low for my liking, and that's why I love them on Underdog Fantasy. Look at Christian Watson down here. Look at Ridley down here. These guys, are, are they should be up above, in my opinion, Hopkins. I'm taking DJ Moore over. Let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. Okay, J.J. Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Diggs, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins. Okay, let's stop there and all and I'll agree that that there's DJ Moore's not getting drafted above those guys. Once you get to Devontae Smith, Alave, put Alave up there. What's Alave still doing down this low? Alave jumps up there. So let's let's pretend Alave's not there. Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf, Debo Hopkins. I think DJ Moore's for sure. Everybody on this call, David, uh Ron Navy, pretty much everyone in the chat's gonna agree that DJ Moore's now above Cooper, Mike Williams, Pittman, Judy, all those guys. But do you rank yes. do you rank DJ Moore above Devontae Smith? Do you rank him above DK Metcalf? Do you rank him above Calvin Ridley? I don't know if I'd rank him above Devontae. Yeah, Devontae Devontae Smith's really good. We need to we yeah. need to put respect on that guy's name. I I can yeah. agree I can agree with that. Devontae Smith, Alave, obviously. DK Metcalf. Who who would rather have DJ Moore or DK Metcalf? Right I'd probably now, rather have DJ right now. DJ? We got to see how how good DJ's used. Fields is able to get him the ball. And the ceiling's huge on him. That's the thing. Is the, you, yeah. you, you got to take a gamble. At some point, you got to take a gamble on him thinking that, that uh, Fields is going to be able to get him the ball and he's just going to look so much better than he did in Carolina. Yeah, so, so let's I mean, get... It, it, it would really not surprise me, Smitty, if... If DJ had double-digit touchdowns this year, just for the fact of, you know, I had Justin as my fantasy quarterback last year, so I watched all the Bears' games, and the one thing that I noticed about him was, man, each game and as the years went on, he threw the ball better and was more accurate. So, in my opinion, he's only going to get better. I'm going to say DJ. So I, I, it does I'm, not surprise me if DJ has double-digit touchdowns. I'm going to say I'm going to say DJ Moore. So so we're going to go through this. JJ's one, Chase two, Cup three. Not in any particular order. Hill, uh, Diggs, Adams, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Waddle, Higgins. That's t- twelve wide receivers right there. So Devonte Smith, a lot put a lot in there. That's thirteen wide receivers. Devonte Smith, DK, Debo, DJ Moore. I venture to say a very comfortable, safe, and responsible place to put him and not just have a knee-jerk reaction and be like, yes, it's it's time, put him in the top five. I think putting him right around after Devontae Smith, Higgins, which, you know, puts him around 13, 14, 15. If you like him over Ridley, I don't blame you at all. If you like Ridley over DJ, DJ Moore, I don't blame you at all. If you like Debo over DJ Moore or DJ Moore over Debo, I don't blame you at all. DK... Uh, uh, Christian Watson, even I can understand that, but but like Olave, no. Garrett Wilson, no. Jalen Waddle, no. T. Higgins, no. But I could understand somebody saying, look, number two wide receiver on a much more pass heavy offense, but comparatively to number one wide receiver with Fields, I could understand somebody arguing the T. Higgins argument. Plus, T. Higgins is always hurt, so I kind of get that one more than I do Olave, Garrett Wilson. Those guys are above DJ Moore. I'm sorry, they just are. But that's 13, 14, 15 territory. That's a pretty responsible place to put them. And quite arguably, we got a lot of people saying DJ Moore, 
number one. Uh, 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 he's a wide receiver one now. He's a wide receiver one now. Well, guess what? That's even though he's climbing he's up been. ADP huge in a huge, a huge way. He's still ranked outside the top twelve wide receivers. I think consensus wise, or at least for me. So that puts him in a safe, baked in territory of if you're drafting a wide receiver 13, 14, 15, 16, like that territory, and he's a wide receiver one, you're baking in all the risk. So DJ Moore, even if he climbs an entire round or two ADP-wise, he still might have baked in wide receiver one value at you know a 13, 14, 15 wide receiver slot. So kind of crazy. I would, I would put him right there, and this is just me, I would put him right before Debo. I think everything was accurate, and then I put DJ now, and then Debo. That's where I would put him. Man, DJ Moore, I can't believe this. Okay, so let's talk about oh, let's oh. talk let's talk about Fields real quick. Or Ron, if you have an, a quick. Uh... Well, no. So that would put him that would put him in the third round. At the very least, maybe you can get him in the fourth round, but you're, you you got to start looking at him in the third round. If you can get him in the fourth round, that's great. Considering the new, the news now, if he's the thirteenth, then that would put him in the third round. Yeah, depending yeah. on the draft, you're in a draft that's starting out heavy wide receivers from the beginning, which a lot of these drafts are. So um, yeah, three wide. Every scroll here is about fifteen players. Okay, so right here, JJ down to Amon Ra. That's fifteen players. You got Saquon in there, CD Lamb, JT, all those guys in there. So if I scroll up and leave Amon um, uh, right there, that's another fifteen players. So this is no, ETN is number thirty at the bottom here. ETN's number thirty. Um, Debo's at thirty one. Burrow's at thirty two. Mark Andrews thirty three. Ramondre thirty four. DeAndre Hopkins. I think right here. Um, below Stevenson or above Andrews is a is is a is a acceptable territory. Um, as long as it's below Burrow, I could see someone like Indebo or DJ Moore. Like I said, um, Fields right here. Fields is is literally, uh, you know, let's see here. So the 15 right here. Uh, that's 30. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 39 overall, and then the ADP says it right there, so it's uh, it's perfectly the ADP is perfect. Thirty nine point three, uh, that is that's putting him just outside of round two, right? Um, around three, just outside of round three. So if Fields currently has an ADP of four point one to four point three, according to this, where does he climb now? Where does Fields climb? He went- he went 25th in this draft. Yeah, he it's he's third round. 3.1. Yeah. So so if he's going 4.1 to 4.3 according to this ADP data, this very accurate, but this just happened, so it's not going to account for Fields' climb. But let's say right. Fields goes from 4.1 right here at 39 overall, 4.1-ish territory all the way up to 3.1. Is that justifiable? I think so. I think so because if we yeah. if we look at the quarterbacks for 2023, we got Josh Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Fields. He probably doesn't move positionally above any of those three or four guys. I imagine that somebody will. You'll go one out, one out of every eight drafts will be some kind of Bears fan that's going to take him as the third quarterback taken. I, I get that there'll be some sort of a misstep in the ADP uh, data with that, but but I think that even though he doesn't change much positionally, he jumps straight up about 10 to 12 draft slots and closes that gap to the point where all of a sudden fields is literally, um, literally inside the bottom tier one. Now 
You know, like when we say the big four quarterbacks, I think we now need to say the big five. I don't I don't think I don't think Fields should be left out. I don't think he let me let me put it this way. Can 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 I say with a straight face that that Burrow's the fourth quarterback or the first quarterback? Not really. Like we don't really know which one of these guys. I know people are gonna say Mahomes, ready, he's the best. We're not talking about NFL. Because Mahomes is is the current GOAT in training. He is the one quarterback on this list. Burrow's not that far behind him, I believe, at, at the end of the day when, when Burrow wins the Super Bowl and we start talking about Burrow. But right now, no one comes close to Mahomes right now in terms of NFL quarterback. From a fantasy football perspective, no one with a straight face can say, it's Josh Allen, or it's Burrow, or it's Hurts, or it's J- Josh, you know, or Mahomes. You can't. From a fantasy perspective, it could be a rotational thing year, year after year. But we don't include anyone else in the big four. Even though Fields will not replace any of my big four in order, just whatever order you want, he has to be included in, in the tier one now. I think he's just the last guy. I think he's he's always going to be the last guy in tier one for me, but he no longer deserves to be in tier two. He's a tier one quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. Minnie, can I add uh, two things real quick as far as getting back to the Panthers? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of talk, too, about people saying, man, they made this move to, to draft AR. And personally, I would love to stay at nine and just hope that he would have failed to us and got him at nine and just had him for one more year to learn. A- but- AR, hold on a sec. David, 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 David. I love you, pal. But you've said two things on this show that required laps. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the lap button. I'm gonna hit the lap button. You said you hope, and you're just dreaming, and you're admitting that it's not gonna happen. But J- Jackson Smith and Jigba to fall to you at what was the pick you said? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. You thought maybe in a in a in a bizarro world, Jackson Smith and Jigba could fall to your thirty-nine pick. I was hoping so, maybe maybe the receivers don't go as okay, bad. Okay, hold on. But, but I don't know what's crazier. And it's fine. You know I love you, David. I'm not. I'm just having fun with you. But but we hit the take a lap button on that while you're talking. I don't know if you knew that. But but if if you think that Anthony Richardson is falling out of the top like three, let alone falling to pick nine, I gotta hit the button again, pal. I have to. It's, I have a job and an obligation to hit this take a lap button when something said that deserves to take a lap. Here we. <laughs> okay, fin- finish your statement though. He's I, not falling. I don't necessarily. I didn't necessarily think that he would I mean obviously I don't with you know all the teams that are needing quarterbacks and that were trying to move up I was just I'm not crazy about like I said earlier giving up three first round picks to move up so I was just kind of hoping hey I I wanted to draft Bijan at nine the whole time but I was hoping hey maybe we might get lucky and Levis or AR might fall tonight didn't think it was going to happen but like again you know I wasn't crazy about giving all the draft picks but anyways everybody's saying They've moved up to number one um, to, to draft AR. I don't think they're going to draft him just for the fact that we have to have somebody to come in day one and be the starter. I don't think he's there yet. So I don't think it'll be Anthony Richardson. And number two is, and this is the big one for me, the word out of Charlotte is Dave Gettleman, the owner, is huge on Bryce Young. But Frank Wright is huge on C.J. Stroud. So now you got the owner and you got the coach wanting two different quarterbacks. But they're saying, look, you know, as an organization, we got 40-some days till the draft gets here to do I our got, homework. And I got you. Right let, let me let me tell you one thing that, that I think I think is important to note here. 
it doesn't really matter what the Carolina Panthers, like who they wanted. Like if they said, hey, we like Bryce Young or we like uh, we like AR-15, we like Anthony Richardson or we like Stroud. A lot of people are going to say, if you like Bryce Young, why wouldn't you just trade down to a lower pick because he's not going number one overall? The problem is the Texans aren't moving and they're drafting a quarterback. Uh, the problem is the Cardinals are going to trade this pick most likely to a team that wants a quarterback. And the Colts, if the Col- Colts aren't moving, unless they're moving up, and the Colts are going to take a quarterback if for some reason a non-quarterback gets drafted at, at two or three, or especially at three if the Cardinals don't move. So at the end of the day, no matter which quarterback you want, no matter if one is not as likely to go one overall, but he's your number one, this number one overall picks the only way to ensure that you're going to get the player because the Texans aren't moving. So let's say the te- let's say the Texans like Bryce Young. If you like Bryce Young, your only shot is to draft him one overall. So you have to trade it. So if Bryce Young does go to the Carolina Panthers, you're going to hear a lot of people say, ah, he wasn't even the number one quarterback. Why would they go trade up to take Bryce Young? He was going to fall to the third spot. You don't know that. He could have gone two. So it's it's yeah. it's understandable. Look, all three quarterbacks, Bryce Young, Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, all have pros and cons. To be quietly, to be completely honest with you, I think there's probably only one quarterback we could call potentially elite in this group of three. I don't think we're going to have two of them or three of them. This doesn't feel like that draft class to me. That could, my mind could change. I could see Stroud evolve and go, wow, you know what? He's really becoming something special. Uh, Quarterbacks that come out, you don't always know what you're getting yet. It's the one position that, that it's harder to predict from a rookie perspective than it is once you see them on the field. Like look at Fields. Fields had a lot of upside, but he also had a lot of red flags. Ohio State, will he translate? Um, All he does is run. Fields is really, really impressive. And I even admit I wasn't as high on him coming into the to the to the pros as I as I am now, obviously. But that's the nature of the quarterback position. Running backs very easy to tell what you're gonna get. Wide receivers a lot easier to tell what you're gonna get than quarterbacks and tight ends and quarterbacks. They need to get in the NFL and develop. Tom Brady, no one knew what they were going to get out of Tom Brady. And Tom Brady may have never even ever started an NFL game had he not gone to the Patriots, got lucky in the way things unraveled. And then the story's been, you know, it is what it is. The history has now been been uh, been set. Um, So... I don't know. To be honest with you, I think AR-15, Anthony Richardson, is such an, an impressive prospect. And he's so he's so Cam Newton meets Josh Allen meets uh, Fields meets all sorts of different players and, and in a tight end body. Like he, he's like in a he's in a DK Metcalf like meat suit, this guy. And he, and it's so it's going to be so fun to watch him run when Cam Newton ran the football. No one could really hurt him. You know, he ended up ha- struggling with injuries because he ran so much, and a, a certain amount of abuse and, and impact is gonna, you know, gonna have you hurting like earlier on in your career. Just like Fields is gonna have a shorter career than Mahomes is gonna have, even though Mahomes is he just got injured. I understand how that looks, but Fields is gonna have a much who also got hurt, a much shorter career because he's taken a beating. Lamar Jackson is not going to have as long a career as Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow could have that that Aaron Rodgers length career. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, there's a reason why those two quarterbacks are the kind of quarterbacks that can go like more than 15 years because they're drop back passers. They don't run a lot and these running quarterbacks get banged up. So even though AR-15 will be really hard to injure 
<laughs> because he's such a monster, he could have a shorter shelf life. But man, he's the he's the most NFL ready in a sense that if you put him in a place like Carolina where you just traded away DJ Moore, he can run. He can use his feet. You can develop his passing game alongside of his ability to run the football. Uh, and, and so you can also try and build the rushing game around him. So he's the most ready, in my opinion, because of the running ability. Uh, Bryce Young needs a certain environment. I think I think the Colts would be interesting. I think the Texans could be interesting. I hope that a team trades up into the number three pick, the Arizona Cardinals draft slot, and is able to draft Bryce Young into a, a scenario we're not even really thinking about right now, like let's say Detroit. If Detroit, I know Detroit has Goff, but if Detroit was able to get into this uh, into this, if they were to somehow trade the six pick into the three pick, whatever, the Cardinals would want to move down. And I, I think that would be a good move down for the Cardinals. Just go down three spots. If the Detroit Lions could draft Bryce Young, I think it'd be phenomenal for Bryce Young. But situation is so important for, a, for a, a shorter quarterback that needs to have a lot of weapons around him. needs to have a certain offense. Um, the Texans are tough, you know. They need to they need to bring in wide receivers for the future, but they got plenty of time to do that because because Bryce Young or Stroud don't need to be elite right away. Because uh, the Texans aren't the Texans so you are building think something AR, special. Though, can come in next year, Smitty, and start day one. I think absolutely. I think if you draft, I mean, for, especially because who's who else is there? Who else is there? Rookie quarterbacks start week one now. Don't look at what Shanahan did and how he misused Trey Lance. Rookie quarterbacks start week one. Herbert start a week one. Burrow started. Uh, this is the way. Oh, Herbert and Her, Herbert Herbert came right in, but but Joe Burrow started. We like this is what you do now. You do. You, they're so NFL ready, and the way the NFL game is, how 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 easy it is now to translate into uh, a, an NFL role from a, a college role. It's just it's they go hand in hand. It's just such a better fit than it used to be. And, and these these quarterbacks are more prepared. They're tougher. Uh, a lot of them are more mobile now, so there's 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 ways to use them when they're cultivating their passing uh, skills. You know, like just look at Fields. Look how much Fields developed, and how well he was able to do even when he was struggling. Like there was a point in the early part of his rookie year where people thought he was a bust. Immediately, they're like, "This guy's not going to be good. He's horrible." And there was a certain—I don't know which week it was. Uh, I don't, Ron, if you remember, or David, if you remember, there's a certain week where. Seven if, or eight. Yeah, the, it was like six, five, six, seven, somewhere where it felt like the the switch got flipped and Fields turned into an yeah. absolute fantasy monster. Which, of course, I, we identified quicker than I think people identified as an NFL quarterback. Because a lot of people say say Fields is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. Still, there are a lot of people in that camp. But in fantasy football worlds, we're not we don't necessarily care about that. We do for the longevity of the player and the, the dynasty value of the player. So we are on in tune with that. But for the most part, it was like fantasy football identifies things quicker than than NFL fans and NFL scouts because we're on the numbers. We're on the if the numbers aren't immediately there, we're out or we're looking for those numbers. And and Fields, I mean, it was just like a, a flip, a switch got flipped, and it was like, holy crap, this guy could be an absolute monster from a fantasy perspective. And so AR fifteen yeah. could jump right in and, and do those things. Stroud in Carolina, he's gonna get rocked his first year. I think he will because he doesn't have the weapons to throw. Like I mean, he can 
He can scramble. He's very athletic. His throws are on the money. He's very precise. He's the best thrower, and he had the best like throwing experience at the Combine. Not by a ton, but he definitely was more fluid. He definitely didn't make as many mistakes. AR-15 had some accuracy issues. I think AR-15, Anthony Richardson's a lot more accurate when the player's coming back to the ball, or let's say it's a 15-yard hook, or it's some kind of slant across the field. On out, on, on fades and out routes, he's a little bit less accurate. He did throw overthrow some footballs. He's pretty good on a, on a streak. Um, he can, you know, especially you put a, a wide receiver like DJ Moore would have been for him. Uh, that would have been very, very good for his 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 production and 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 yeah. coming along and being brought along. But like if you put if you put Stroud in Carolina, like I said, line good offensive line, good coaching, probably a good long term place for him to be. But I don't think he's capable like AR-15 to make things for himself and carry the team on his back like Fields did. Fields carried the Chicago Bears on his back and had no help whatsoever. Thank God he's got number nine now that could bring him B. John Robinson if the Bears have the balls to make the selection. And he's got DJ Moore now. The landscape has changed so much for Justin Fields. He is literally in, in, in two different worlds. It's 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 completely different. One is it's 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 like gold versus uh, uh, not even silver. Like it's copper. It's gold versus copper. That's the difference. It's, it's stark, night and day, night and day. His situation is completely changed. Uh, I just I just don't know what pa- the Carolina Panthers were thinking. Um, I don't think you could have got Levis maybe at nine, but I highly doubt it. I think Levis is going to yeah. go in the top five or six too. But like, wow, you guys yeah. gave up I'm not a lot, bro. You gave up a lot, and well, I mean, I, we we did, but I mean, you know, I mean, you're moving up to the number one spot. You're going the team always trying to move up, as you know, Smitty. Like you're always going to give up more than probably what you should. Okay, and I think we're we're so tired of not having the quarterback and, and just going through the free agency. I think Gettleman was just like, screw it. We'll freaking give them everything we got to go get a franchise quarterback in our eyes and get the guy that we want. And I think yeah. that's what they did. They, they gave up a lot. So what I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say this, bro. It, you you guys need to take Anthony Richardson at number one. I, I just don't think this move makes sense to make this drastic of a change to go get Stroud, in my opinion. I think Stroud's a very, very good prospect. But this is a guy to me that's like top 10, borderline top 10, top 8 to 10. Whereas AR-15 has the most bust potential. He could literally be Jamarcus Russell. He could be the biggest bust in fantasy football history in NFL draft history. One of the biggest busts. But he also could be the next Josh Allen. The next Jalen Hurts is a better example. This literally could be that. And I think if you're going to make this bold of a move and you're getting rid of DJ Moore... This pick needs to be Anthony Richardson. It needs to be. It's such a splash that it makes sense. Whereas if you did it for Stroud, I don't know. It doesn't have the same feel to it. I think if you get Anthony Richardson, getting rid of DJ Moore will be potentially arguable. Getting rid of DJ Moore to get Stroud is like getting rid of a... I don't know. It just feels like you're getting rid of a, a vehicle or you're getting, you're get, you're, you're getting a vehicle... And you're giving away the wheels and tires. Like I, I just that's the yeah. way I feel about it. With AR-15, he can he can he can carry the 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 load himself to a degree as you surround pieces around him. Think of how good fields looked and developed 
without the pieces around him. And now look, you walk into an, yet another year looking at what Fields can do with the surrounding pieces that he now gets. I don't know. I just feel yeah. like Stroud could. And another thing is, a lot of people don't understand. We haven't even resigned Foreman yet. Like, and apparently the word is like they're not seeing eye to eye as far as money comes. So that basically leaves us. Don't... If he doesn't resign, obviously we'd have to resign a free agent. But I mean, we have Cuba Hubbard. Man, yeah, Foreman. Foreman's. I don't think Foreman's it. I don't think Foreman's it. Um, Ron, you got anything you want to add to I don't either, but I mean, he did a solid job coming in for CMC. He did. He got 1,000 yards, basically. You know, like, he, he did a solid job. And, and real quickly, Ron, before you go, Mike, Mike, uh, this is this is my boy Mike. I appreciate you, Mike. This is not, uh, this is just me going at this a little bit. Fields' problem is not his uh, his arm, but decision time. I, I This is where it's like the, the people that said, and again, again, no offense, Mike, but the people that said this about Josh Allen prematurely and Jalen Hurts prematurely, I think are going to say the same thing about Fields prematurely. Like, we can't judge Fields' accuracy and, and pretend that it can't change or get better or evolve. Jalen Hurts, you know how many people said this guy's the most inaccurate quarterback? Do you know how many people said that about Josh Allen until he entered his third year? So his, his rookie year and his sophomore year, it was nothing but, oh, he's complete, you know, inaccuracy, can never be a, a, a legit fantasy football or NFL quarterback. Give Fields a little bit of time, Mike, because he's never had weapons, my guy. And even Mooney got hurt. He was doing everything by himself, running the ball like a madman, pulling a Lamar Jackson where his team's literally putting everything on him, expecting him to stay healthy, uh, 100%. 100% confident Fields is going to change your mind and become a whole lot more accurate. Imagine, Mike, judging him off of a lot of his throwing being on the run. He's constantly on the run trying to throw accurate passes. I think too many people don't understand that most of his throws are on the run. And now that he's got DJ Moore and assuming they have the cojones to draft Bijan, it's going to be a whole different ball game for Fields in terms of when he's throwing the football. His timing can be different now. He's still very good throwing on the run. It was a good skill set for him to master because now he can be, uh, you know, he can work on being an elite, as elite as he can be in the pocket. But now he's already elite running the football and throwing the football on the run. So I, I wouldn't draw conclusions. I, mean, I, I think Chase Claypool, man, is going to have a really good season next year as well. Even with DJ being there, he'll have a whole offseason, you know, with, with fields, and I expect him to have a, a very solid season next year. Yeah, uh, Ron, what do you think? First thing I thought of when I saw that trade go down, I, I thought about, I got the golden ticket, and if I give it to you, you get to save football in Carolina. You get both. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. Um, hey, we want David Pony too, uh, Ron Navy. Guys, dial into the... We got DJ instead. Dial into the phone. <laughs> dial in if you want to jump on. Uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about this. This is fantastic. Um, and this, this is another great thing, too, Smitty. It's like, we don't know, man, at the end of the day, three, four, five years, you know, we don't know who's going to be the, the best quarterback to come out of this draft. We don't necessarily know who's going to be the worst. You know, it's all a gamble at the end of the day. You just you just hope that the guy that you picked and that you gave a haul which for is, is the right guy. Which is why I would trade for the field's or Jalen Hurts, or why I would draft if I was Carolina at the 1.1, 1. 1, 
why I would draft the Fields or Jalen Hurts potential guy and not the Zach Wilson potential guy. Because I feel I feel like I'm well, not saying Stroud and Zach Wilson have a, a parallel game. Um I'm just saying if you're gonna make this kind of move, you need to go get the the guy that everybody's drooling over, the physical specimen of this quarterback class, not Stroud, not Bryce Young. Um, I love Bryce Young, but I'm hoping Bryce Young, based on his his height and disappointing measuring in, uh, makes him drop to three. And the team that trades with the Cardinals at number three overall is going to be a much more equipped team to support his specific challenges in in, in game. Because I mean, you look at uh, you look at Drew Brees, you look at other shorter quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. They're not going to succeed everywhere. So it does need to be a very unique situation. I think Carolina with uh, with DJ Moore would have been good. I don't know that Carolina without DJ Moore would now be would now be good for for Bryce Young. I think this spot is it has to be AR fifteen for this trade to work out for you guys to justifiably do what you just did, getting rid of all the the the, the draft capital on top of DJ Moore it has to be. Where's my where's my graphic? All right, hold on one second. Steven, Steven, you uh we're gonna we're gonna limit you, Steven, to two minutes every ten to twelve okay. minutes. So you have two two minutes, Steven, and then you can call back in ten. Go. Well, I just called in. Uh I was in here with my father in law. We just finished up doing some barbecue on the grill and stuff, and I didn't even know what you guys were talking about. I just figured I'd call in and listen in on the panel and see what was happening. Yeah, Stephen, you've got a minute and 49 seconds left, and then you can call back in 10 minutes after. So what would you like to talk about? Do you know about the trade that just happened? The Chicago Bears. No, I don't. What happened? The Chicago Bears traded away the 1.1 to the the Carolina Panthers for a draft draft capital and DJ Moore. So the nine pick goes to the Chicago Bears. The one pick goes to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers also send the 61 overall, a first rounder in 2024, a second rounder in 2025, and DJ Moore to the Chicago Bears. So now you have uh, Justin Fields throwing the football to DJ Moore, Stephen. It'll, it, I mean, anything will help, right? Yeah. You know, I, I wish they would have uh, done that for Lamar in Baltimore. I, uh, they were shopping DJ Moore last year. You know when they uh, when uh, McCaffrey got traded, they were shopping him as well. Nobody, I, whatever, I get into it. So that's all you got, Stephen. You're always so. Uh, no, I mean just uh, you know, <laughs> it just makes me mad when I'm sitting there and it's the fourth or fifth round of last year's draft, and George Pickens was sitting there, and I'm like, uh, Ravens, you going? Hey, boys, you going to draft this kid? No, apparently not. Whatever, I'll hang up and listen. I'll no, you guys have to bet, Stephen. You can call in every ten minutes. You can call. We just we have to limit you to two minutes because you can't help yourself, and that it's amazing. Everybody loves it, but we have to throttle you down a little bit to keep it exciting. So, Stephen, you got 13 seconds left before you get you get disconnected on, and then 10 minutes we expect you to call back with some kind of bold take, some kind of craziness. Stephen, five seconds. Anything? Four? Nah, not right now. All right, Stephen, appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> he seems a little disappointed in that. I, he does. Nothing really phases him normally, but but the problem is Stephen can't contain himself. He has to constantly interrupt, and we appreciate it to a degree. 
But unfortunately, he, he made his own bed. It, it, this is Throttle Steven. We got to throttle Steven back in order to get a healthy dose of Steven. So Steven, you can call back in, in T-minus 10 minutes uh, and, and talking for another two. As long as you want. You can keep calling in all day, Steven. So work up some kind of appetite and some kind of crazy bold statement and dial in in 10 minutes and give it to us. Uh Steven's hey, Smitty, let me say one more thing, man. If if anybody can get, if they do draft AR, if anybody can get him right as far as his accuracy and everything, I truly believe it'll be Frank Wright, you know, and Josh McCowan. Like, they have the coaching staff in place to, to put him in a position to be successful. Yeah. What, what an amazing trade for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Ryan Poles knows what he's doing. Um, I, I've been critical of Ryan Poles in his lack of support for fields. And I know that everybody wants to have a smoke screen and posture session during the NFL draft trading frenzy uh, periods. And they, they literally want to be like, oh, yeah, we don't know if we will draft a quarterback at one. The problem with that, and the reason I was very hard on Ryan Poles for that, is that no one cares if you are going to draft a quarterback or not. Your pick is available. They don't care. Your pick's getting traded to somebody else. You have really nothing to do with this draft selection. So posturing and pretending you may not you may not want Fields only hurts Fields' confidence. And it's like a girl dating you in high school and saying, I will be your girlfriend, but I won't hold your hands, hold your hand in front of everybody in the hallway. We'll only be boyfriend and girlfriend once school's out. That's what it feels like for for Fields to, to hear his his GM and his coach literally not say Fields is our guy. And now with DJ Moore in town, everybody's Fields to the moon, Fields to the moon. Everybody loves Fields. Why Why can't they support him? Posturing and trying to pretend that you're going to draft a quarterback does nothing because your number one vo- overall pick is worth a ton anyway. And and, and you're, all it takes is a team saying, look, we know you're trading the pick. Like, if anything, Ron, don't you think it's, it's more threatening to a team that wants the 1.1 and they're worried about not getting it from you don't you feel like it's more of a uh of a reason to trade for the pick and, and overpay for a team when they hear we're trading this pick you know really quickly who wants it like that's more impacting than saying we might use it on a quarterback no one cares no one cares what they care about is how long is this pick going to be available who's going to take it from you because we want anthony richardson it, it just it, that part pissed me off that he didn't support Fields in, in that open way. Um, but it is what it is. It's over. Fields is obviously their choice. Maybe Poles was wavering, which we would all question to a, to a, in a sense too. We did break down why it could make sense though. You know, there, there's I guess different angles to it. But end of day, we knew he wasn't trading Fields. It was just weird smokescreen. But now, now he's got his wide receiver one, Justin Fields. This is a this is a top eight to twelve wide receiver in DJ Moore. We've all kind of felt that he's got that capability, and now we get to see it. Now we get to see him completely get unleashed, and uh, and see what DJ Moore where his ceiling really could be with a good quarterback. Yeah, I have a little bit different take than you do. A different opinion. I don't think Carolina should do Richardson. Um, I think that's too much of a risk to give. You gave up too much to try to get him. Um, of course, you know I like Stroud. I think he's the most 
ready quarterback to come in. He's the most fluid quarterback to come in. He throws the ball. I'm just Stroud's my number one guy. Yeah, well, it makes sense if he's. It makes sense if he's your number one that you'd want them to take him number one. You know, it just comes down. I I think think that's where the Panthers are at too, Smitty. Is they might be. They they want the sure thing right now. They might be, but I I just think Anthony Richardson. It's justifiable. Like to say you gave up all that for Stroud, and maybe that in time history tells a different story, and it ends up being an amazing move. But I think Stroud is in my opinion, not as capable, even though the risk level of busting is higher with Anthony Richardson, and most certainly is he could be the next year Marcus Russell. But but because he's got that untapped ceiling raw ability, there's an argument to be made why that trade was worth it, I think, when you go after that crazy difference maker that is just unlike any other quarterback in this draft class. It just makes it a hard it makes it a harder trade to accept if you take Stroud, at least initially. And like I said, how does he how does he survive without a wide receiver one? Stroud's a different quarterback than AR-15. Uh, hold on one second. Let's go to uh, Isaac. Can, can you hang tight real quickly? We got a, a caller from the caller from the the two hundred two. And and if you guys can mute yourselves, if you're if you got any background noise out here, somebody playing bingo or something. Uh, we got the caller from the two hundred two. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty, it's Omar, man. First of all, I want to say great show. You know, I'm a big fan, man. Thanks, so I just want to call in. I want to, hey, man, I want to break different level, right? So, uh, listen, you got to, there's something nobody's thinking about, man. Real life trade, we get it. DJ Moore, he's a great player. This this trade, it works out fantastic overall. Bears improve, Panthers improve, right? But the problem is we're here for fantasy football, right? We care about points, Smitty. If you guys know, if anybody was playing DJ Moore last year or you played DFS, I'm a heavy DFS player, right? You know DJ Moore was that garbage time king. He made his money in the garbage time, and he was putting up massive fantasy days. I'm worried that he's going to go to the Bears now, and Fields is making, what, like 15 attempts a game? And that's not going to cut it, man. And let's not forget the way Fields got there for us, right? This year, he did it through the ground. He did not do it passing. His passing stat line was like 119 yards with like two touchdowns. And another thing, this is devastating for Darnell Mooney's fantasy perspective. This is absolutely devastating. He was a gem. He was an incredible gem to get in the ninth, 10th round, and that's done away with. Uh, I feel really bad about that fantasy-wise, but real life. Fantastic trade. Love to hear okay, your hold on. Hang tight. You can stay on the panel here. Let me address all those points because I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I pretty much disagree with all of them. Not that that means I'm right or you're wrong. You know, obviously you could play out a different way. But when you when you judge Justin Fields on 15 attempts or whatever you were saying, you're judging somebody, like I said, you're judging somebody that that you're he has he didn't have all four tires on the car he was driving on two of the tires on its side like this you get the left and the, 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 the two left tires and he's literally balancing this car around a racetrack right driving around and you're judging him for not driving on all four wheels or for making the turns tight or 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 you know winning the race or whatever when he had two tires he was balancing on and doing a darn good job doing it so the fact that, that Fields now has weapons, and you could say Mooney was a great weapon, and there was a time where Mooney started to pick it up, but he also didn't do well. Mooney you know, dropped the ball for a big part of the season, and that's on him. 
Like, that's not him. Fields is still throwing the football. And Mooney did eventually have some good games. So we obviously know that the rapport was eventually there. Um, I also think Mooney can survive in this situation because Mooney, to me, was never a number one wide receiver to begin with. He was a good complementary wide receiver that could have good games, very good fantasy games, in a complementary role. And, and, and I think he could still do that. But I, I think to judge Fields' passing attempt number or to assume he will improve with better weapons, I think it's a little short-sighted in terms of Fields' uh, outlook. Um, and, and I also think DJ Moore, to suggest that DJ Moore in the same, you know, flip it on the other side and talk about DJ Moore from the same angle, you're talking about DJ Moore, DJ Moore getting all of, his all of his stats in garbage time. What other time did he have to get it? You know what I mean? Like, you're judging one part of his game. You haven't seen DJ Moore play with an elite quarterback. So to suggest he can only be a garbage time quarterback and his numbers will drop, will drop. That's kind of I think short sighted too. Again, you could be right at the end of the end of the day, but I don't think we know whether DJ Moore can be an amazing wide receiver for four quarters because he's never played with a good quarterback, bro. Oh, Smitty, can I push back on you on that? Here, listen, I, I'm not saying DJ Moore is a bad player. You guys got me all wrong. I'm agreeing with you. I think DJ Moore is an amazing player, but I'm just saying, listen, I, I know this. About real football, right? But I'm only looking at it from a fantasy perspective. All I'm saying is the way that Justin Fields was getting there, right? Quote unquote, getting there. He was running for it. And what? Was getting running what was the other? What was the other alternative for him, though? Like that's what I'm saying. You're. you're... I'm not saying that's a bad thing, Smitty. That's not. Uh, you're getting all wrong. No, 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 no. I, bro, I'm not. I'm not saying. I. I think I am getting you right though, and I'm. And I'm fine. I'm fine with different opinions. So please don't take it in a negative way. But I'm saying that you're saying the the way Fields got it is the only way he can get it, and I. I think that is not looking at this the right way. Fields didn't have any weapons, so. But how can you say that Fields is gonna? This isn't gonna be amazing for DJ Moore when Fields has been running because he has no quarterback. Or so no no wide receiver one. Now you give him a wide receiver one, you know. So I just I don't know. I don't get it. Right, but Smitty, but here's the thing. Does that mean that Fields will be running less now? If he has a wide receiver one and someone to throw to, he will be running less, right? We we all agree on that. Do you think Fields will uh, attempt to break the rushing record again? Uh, I think, I think fields could be like, here's the, the catch 22 bro. Is that yes, if you throw the ball more, you're going to likely run less, but will he be more efficient? Will he still break off 50 yard runs every fourth game? Will he still be able to get big yardage and have more yards per carry as a quarterback running the ball? Because he, the DJ more stretching the field and you've got a big gap between where a defensive back is and after fields burns a, a linebacker or sees an open seam or something and he takes the ball 40 yards instead of 20 yards you know what I'm saying so like I, I don't necessarily think fields is rushing has to come down I think he's more efficient I think he stays healthy and I think to claim DJ Moore won't be as productive because he did well in garbage time and to say that Fields did all of his damage on the ground and can't be a pocket, more of a pocket passer, 
I think it's judging Fields for something that, like, he had no way to prove to you he could do those other things until right now. This is the same argument we heard about Jalen Hurts, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you, Omar. I'm, not, I'm just pushing back on it because I disagree, but it doesn't mean that it, disagreements aren't good. But but I just think Jalen Hurts, we heard he's not accurate. That he, if he doesn't do it with A.J. Brown, he's going to be, this is it. This is his final shot before we just all write him off. We heard it over and over, but 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 Jalen Hurts didn't have the support he needed to enable and unlock his game. Fields is going to get unlocked in a different way now. DJ Moore is going to get unlocked in a different way. Both DJ Moore and Fields have been prisoners of their own situation, and we're about to see them become free. And we're about to see them flourish in different parts of their game they were incapable of doing given the situations for both of them this is probably i would say one of the the best matches you could find because we have wide receiver that's been in prison to his situation and fields been a prisoner of his situation they both get the ball out and, and, and i i yeah and i want to and i, I want to say like i i'm completely agreeing with you guys dj moore is a great player i never said he only gets there because of garbage time uh, but the thing is, you can't listen, man. In fantasy football, you can't take that away. Garbage time counts. Unfortunately, it counts. So what? What we're expecting, right? This is all I'm saying. Where everyone is saying the trade is rosy and it's great, and everybody gets the boost, right? What I'm saying is, you have to hurt someone, right? Uh, Darnell Mooney is probably the biggest casualty here. Fine, Darnell I'm Mooney fine with that. He had a couple of good games, and that if he stayed healthy. He was going to have a thousand yard season. Yeah, but but Mooney, I'm okay with Mooney getting hurt a little bit when Mooney didn't step up for the first half of the year anyway. I could care less what Mooney's going to do if he couldn't deliver the whole season anyway. He was inconsistent. But I think Mooney can be I think Mooney can be rather impressive as the number 2 wide receiver. I really do. I think Fields well, Let me ask you this, Mitch. Do you think do you think now the Bears are going to uh, go away from that offense where they attempt like seven passes a game and actually attempt to put a cohesive offensive game absolutely together? absolutely not to mention bro they might draft Bijan robinson at number nine overall like they're going to change their offense entirely like look polls knows what he's doing and i think part of the reason if i was to defend polls in wavering about fields it's that he had to build around him properly or fields was going to break Fields can't do what he's been doing. He will not last. He will go the Lamar Jackson route, be injured every year, and you just never know what you're going to get out of him. Fields did get hurt. Fields did get hurt doing what he's doing. I just think you're you're very much thinking that it can't he can't flourish in another direction. Like you're thinking that DJ Moore can't flourish in another area of his game. And I think that they, I just don't think that's a fair assessment given you have no proof to suggest that DJ Moore can only do well in fa in fantasy in garbage time. Like Anquan Bolden, his rookie year, one of the one of the first wide receivers to really because back in the day when Anquan Bolden was drafted, wide receiver rookie wide receivers didn't do very well. They just never did. It was 703 touchdowns. That was the most you were ever going to get out of a rookie wide receiver. That has evolved and changed. Anquan Bolden had an amazing rookie year because of garbage time. The Cardinals were always down. They just threw, 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 threw in the third and fourth quarter. Now, if you would have come in and said, now Anquan Bolden's going to do bad, Smitty, because the Cardinals are actually going to be able to have a different normalized offense. And what did Anquan Bolden do? He was fine. 
He was fine. DJ Moore, you got to understand, DJ Moore is a good enough wide receiver, I can tell with my eyeballs, that he can transition to, into a non-garbage type wide receiver from fantasy. And I think he's a, I think he's still a top 10 to 12 wide receiver in his new role, where he's catching footballs, not always in garbage format. I, I, and not to mention, there's. it's not to say that the Bears are still completely a perfect team. They still could be playing from behind, my guy. They could still, Fields could still be throwing garbage time to DJ Moore at times. I don't think the Bears blow out everybody. They still got a lot of work to do. So I, I don't know. I just, I 100% disagree. I 100% appreciate you though. And uh, hang on, hang on yeah. the line. Hang on the line there. Let's go to Isaac and then over to Ron Navy. And uh, and back down to Omar. So Isaac, what do you want to say? Do you want to add to any of that? And do you have anything else you want to say on this topic right now? I absolutely want to add, Smitty. What's happening, man? Been keeping up with you. Thanks for the grindhouse hoodie. I know it's on the way, my man. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you win it during the uh, the the twelve hour or ten hour last the Super Bowl live stream? I sure did. Yeah, they sure they did. got they got to me uh, two days ago and said sorry about the delay. They're sending them out now. They're they're always a little behind on sending them out just because they're they're so busy, you know. And we're help trying to promote people to Grindhouse and keep them busy. So that some of the 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 free stuff is just a, like a couple weeks behind when they send it. So it's coming. They told me it's coming. Uh, appreciate you. Yeah, dude, I'm a patient man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So Omar, I just got to ask you this. Okay. So you're talking about the 15 to 10. I feel like those are going to go to 21, 22, maybe 23. And those attempts will matter more. Right. And Darnell Mooney is basically like a Devonta Smith. You know, he's the second in line now, in my opinion. He's the big hitter. He's the maybe the quick slant. And he's, he's, going, to, he's going to be relevant. He might even have the same numbers he had last year, in my opinion, if not better. Okay. And then you got Fields who can just break out at any point. And, and hopefully he runs less because we don't want him to become Lamar. Okay? But he's going to have those breakout runs. He, he's literally a better version of Lamar. He's stronger. He's younger. I know he had a little... For sure. Here and, ...and there last year. He got, he got a little injured, but he's going to be fine. He came back. He tried to come back after that shoulder injury, and everybody was like, no, don't do that. At least I feel like... We here at the fantasy football show felt that way. Like, dude, just chill out. Like, take the rest of the year off. You're young. You're fine. You know. Um, I just, I just feel like the Bears made such a great trade. Like, like they basically have Anthony Richardson, but in the helm already with NFL experience, and then they can go down to a nine and maybe get Bijan or who knows what. But it's going to be an incentive to to have both. Right, you already have field. You don't need a quarterback. Um, you know, probably quarterbacks going first, right? But the trade was insane. I just want to add that that Chicago nailed it. And and Smitty, you're right because let's say Chicago comes out, they got they got Fields, they have they have <clears throat> Mooney, they have what's the tight end thing? I forgot his name. Komet. They have um, um, DJ Moore, and and the team doesn't gel. And they end up with like a 500 record, maybe if that. They're still going to be garbage time to make up because they're still going to be playing to the end of the game to to move on to the next game. Yeah. Um, Some people are saying they can barely hear the callers. Uh, Ron, can you speak real quick? I want to see if I'm. I've got. uh, I've got any sound here. Ron. Yeah. Can you hear? Uh, yeah, for some reason, I'm not picking up the audio. I'm going to close out. Guys, dial back in real quick. Everybody dial back in. i got to close the, the phone line down. Uh, dial right back in. 
All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this out. I'm going to reopen uh, the phone lines and see if we can potentially re-kickstart the audio. Uh, I tried to raise the volume up. I'm hoping some of you guys heard, you know, what was going on. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and re reopen up the phone line. One second. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that works now. I look, I I hear what the arguments are about. Maybe DJ Moore isn't what we think he is until you know until we see it. We've never seen him play that different role of being a better wide receiver, more well-rounded wide receiver. He's always been with a bad quarterback, garbage time. Um, I don't know. Phone lines are taking a bit to reboot. Something's going on with them, so hang tight. Hopefully, we can get those back up. Uh, let me go to the voicemails while we wait for that, and, and, and see if we can uh, see if we can uh, uh, answer some of these at least while we wait for the phone line to reboot up. The phone line's taking a while to boot up, so hang hang with me. On my in, in my Instagram voicemail group, I've got Kevin. Hold on, Kevin. Hey, I'm giving my boy Smitty an hour to respond. I know oh. you see this Bears news, bro. Let's go. I, I really do think that the Bears kind of undersaw it. I think they could have kind of got more. Kind of flipped this pick twice. But, uh, Smitty, let's go, boy. I don't know where you're at, Kevin. We're sitting here live. But, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I think the Bears got worked. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The Carolina Panthers got worked. I think the Bears... Didn't get didn't need to get more. The Bears did great, so um, I think uh, if anything, the Carolina Panthers got worked. I think the Bears did fantastic. I think getting DJ Moore was such a big move to add DJ Moore to make this team give you the number one wide receiver, a guy that, that is a potential wide receiver one in the NFL and in fantasy was a great move. So I think the Bears worked the Carolina Panthers. But I appreciate you, pal. Uh, leave another message if you got one. All right, that was to Kevin. Um, let me see if I got any more voicemails that came in here. So, Kevin, here you go. I'm going to tag you, Kevin, so you can Let's see. Why my, my phone lines are, are definitely not uh, doing well here. They're on the struggle bus. Hang tight while I relaunch them. I got to figure out what's been, what's going on with them. Let me hit the voicemails. Uh, Ron Navy, if you want to drop a voicemail uh, in the uh, YouTube exclusive group, that way I know it's it's for the, the audience. Go ahead and drop it, and I can I can play that. Johnny Edwards. What's up, Smitty? Super excited about what the Bears are doing. Um, with that number nine pick, I, that would be great to get uh, Bijan at number nine. But what are some other options you think that uh, the Bears could or, oh. and should do at that number? Uh, the phone lines are open now. So dial in one more time. Let's see. Omar's dialing in. Omar. Hey, what's going on, Smitty? I still don't have the volume. Let me see if I can fix this. Uh, hang tight, Omar. Uh, go ahead. What, what, do you, what do you got to say? Go ahead, Omar. I'll, I'll, hey, man. Listen. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. You, you guys are mischaracterizing me, man. I don't I think don't we are. I think DJ Moore is a bad player. I'm not saying no DJ one... Moore is only a garbage time player. We're all in agreement. DJ Moore is an amazing wide receiver. He's probably going to be better off. But what I'm trying to tell you guys is you have to do the math, fellas. You have to do the math. This guy was getting 10 targets in Carolina. Even if fine. Let's say he's getting six or whatever in Chicago and Fields is efficient, like you guys are saying. That's still less part, less opportunity. And you add in Fields is rushing for his production. If he does get his 10 targets, that's cutting into Fields and his running capabilities. That's all I'm saying. The I, pie definitely has grown, and it's bigger, and there's more to eat. 
but someone will still be hungry and we need to identify that guy and it might be multiple people I, That's all I'm trying to I, say. I don't think we're miscategorizing what you're saying. I think everybody's understanding that you still like DJ Moore, but you can't say that we're miscategorizing you when you're saying DJ Moore's potentially going to drop off or Fields is going to potentially drop off. I mean, you're you're giving Fields no... All I'm saying is we need to account for that. We need what, to wait, account for it like... I don't think we do. Yeah. I, th- I think we have different perspectives on it, Omar. I think Fields is an, uh, is an open book, bro. We don't even know what he's going to do. He's got to... You're assuming that what Fields has put on the field is all he can do. You're assuming what DJ Moore has put on the field is all he can do. I think what everybody in here is saying that as Fields matures, Fields hasn't been able to throw the ball. Do you think that Fields' running gets cut in half? I don't think it does. Let's say it gets cut down by 30%. Don't you don't you account for all the times it's three and out? All the times that, that Fields doesn't march down the field? Like you don't think he's gonna have more success and have more goal line looks and end zone looks and red zone opportunities? Like I think you're you're thinking that what he's put out there is the most he can do. And the same thing for DJ Moore. You can't assume that DJ I mean you can, you have every right to assume it, but we aren't miscategorizing you. You're clearly saying that you think DJ Moore is probably not gonna do as well from a fantasy perspective, that we have to identify and acknowledge the situation. Bro, I'm telling you, DJ Moore can do exactly what he's done in Carolina and a lot more, in my opinion, because he's he's been doing what he's been playing one dimensional for for himself for the entire his entire career. He hasn't been able to unlock all the other things that he's able and capable of doing. And I I don't think the garbage time is always that beneficial for DJ Moore because you're not successful. If 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 the Carolina Panthers were successful during every time they're they're throwing garbage passes DJ Moore's way, the Carolina Panthers would have done better. Like the, 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 there's a lot of failure involved, a lot of three and outs, a lot of interceptions. A lot of times they didn't move the ball. You put DJ Moore in a more efficient offense, then all of a sudden you have DJ Moore doing a lot more with a lot less in some cases and still potentially getting all the garbage time that you're talking about that's going to be vacant and missing. Why? Why? Are the Bears that good now? Or will the Bears still struggle at times and the DJ Moore uh, garbage time will still be there on top of the first, second, and third quarter production that he can now get that he never could get in the past? DJ Moore is completely unlocked, bro. He's a top 10 to 12 wide receiver now. Okay. I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. Everyone thinks this is a lock, that DJ Moore is going to do great, right? What I'm saying is we have to consider the possibility, all right? There's a great, let me just ask you one question, point blank. Do you believe this year, under Justin Fields and in that Bears offense, DJ Moore will continue to get 10 targets a game? I think it doesn't matter how many targets you get, bro. How many are you catching? Like you could get 15 targets a game and pull in four passes. It doesn't matter. Like what you're what you're saying is DJ Moore is incapable, and you are whether you want to say that we're miscategorizing or not. You're saying DJ Moore is incapable of being a better wide receiver in this situation, fantasy wise, than in his previous situation. And I I'm pretty sure pretty much everyone here is probably going to disagree with that. Uh, majority. Right, right. What I'm saying, no, Smitty. I'm what I here's what I personally think will happen. I think best case scenario, DJ Moore basically turns in a similar performance to what we're used to in Carolina. He still has a great year. You know, maybe he gets in the end zone a little more. 
maybe gets in the end zone a little less. I, I think more or less he'll do the same. All I'm saying is we have to consider the possibility that he does fall off, even if it's like a 10% chance. And if I don't, does, we don't have like, to. That's your perspective, bro. I appreciate you, Omar, but I, I don't. We don't have to consider that. I don't, I don't, I'm not considering that. I'm considering DJ Moore's situation got upgraded uh, tremendously. I'm considering Justin Fields' situation got upgraded tremendously. I, I understand what you're saying, but it's your perspective. I don't agree with that at all. Zero percent. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean you can't have it. It doesn't mean you won't be right at the end of the day. I still appreciate yeah. it. Uh, here, here, hang tight. Hey, Let's go to Smitty. Smitty. Hold on, hold on. Before I get, I gotta get going here, Smitty. Before I get off, right? I just want to say thanks, man. Yeah. I just, just so you guys know, for the record, I have done all 150 drafts on best ball, and my DJ Moore exposure is 47. percent So boy. don't tell me I don't think DJ Moore is not a good you're, receiver. We're not saying you're telling us that. You're t- I mean, not that he's not a good receiver. I'm saying you're... you guys need to consider this. <laughs> this is not a lock like you all think it is. Well, he, well, uh, for your forty percent share sake, I hope he is. Uh, and, hey, and, and, man. Me too. Me too. That'd be all right. Nice. Hey, Omar, call in anytime. Does just because we don't agree doesn't mean we won't agree on the next one. So appreciate you. Don't think this is a negative type of vibe here going on. I, I appreciate you, pal. Hey, I appreciate it. Keep grinding, Smitty. Yeah. Take it easy, man. I don't know why the the audio is off. So guys, I don't have I don't have the ability. Uh, Hob G, you still here, pal? I'm so sorry about the delay on this. Uh, Hob G dropping the um. Let's see here. It looks like the Seahawks. I got. I got to get these super chats out of the way. Hang tight, callers. Hold. Hold on one second. Uh, looks like Seahawks might just get Will Anderson or Jay Carter. Let's go. Appreciate you, Devo. Devo, you still here? I appreciate that super chat. Hob G's dropping a super chat. What's up, fantasy fam? Fields to the moon. Fields. Uh, thanks for going live, Smitty. Travis, let's get some dynasty popping. Thank you, Hob G. Hopefully you're still here. The B men. Go Bears. Hope we get Bijan. I hope you get Bijan at number nine as well. And then this $10 hauler moonshot. To the moon. Whoa, I got the volume really up there high. Sorry about that. I'm trying to get the 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 uh, the caller uh, volume up, and I got to gotta man the controls. It's a little annoying. Uh, Crum, oh, let's see here. Realistically, what does the five-year outlook look like for the Panthers? Feels like they are starting with a QB and beginning a, a build. I think I think getting rid of DJ Moore was a big setback um, in terms of the receiving game and how 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 you're going to be able to build around DJ Moore is going to or build around uh, Stroud or AR15 is going to be a challenging one. But I certainly think that you need your quarterback more importantly than anything else. So at the end of the day, would I rather have Anthony Richardson or DJ Moore and no quarterback? I'd rather have Anthony Richardson. Would I rather have Stroud and and no DJ Moore or DJ Moore no, no quarterback? Probably still Stroud. Yeah, probably still Bryce Young. At the end of the day, if you were afraid that another team was going to step in and 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 take this deal away from you, and DJ Moore had to be traded. I understand it, but do I think it works out in a good way in year one? I don't know that I do if it's Stroud. Uh, Ada, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Ada, what can I do for you? Uh, so, I'll give you the Bears fan perspective here on this. Because I, I know everyone didn't hear questioning fields or anything, but they don't understand the situation. So, I watched all 14 of those hard losses. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible, I will admit. But when everyone's like, oh, it's like Fields' value going to go down, is Mooney's value going to go down? No, they're both going to go up. Exactly. Like Mooney's value is when Allen Robinson was there and still trying, that's when Mooney was at his best is because they didn't focus on Mooney, they focused on Robinson. Now we have Claypool and more to take away from Mooney. So, I mean, his value can, can 
I don't know how it's going to go down. You know, he had such a bad season last year, as well as now he's not going to get the focus of the defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how. I don't understand how people think that. <laughs> it's like I, I get what Omar is trying to say, and I understand what he's saying. I just one hundred percent, not even a little bit, one hundred percent disagree. Cause, cause, cause it's those are people that haven't watched the game. That's right, what I'm saying. Well, and maybe he has. Maybe he has watched the game, and, and, and he's drafted one hundred fifty underdog drafts. He's got a certain thing he brings to the table too in perspective. So I want to, I want to say I appreciate Omar. But I, Omar was very insistent on saying, we aren't considering this. And I'm like, yes, I have, bro. Omar, do you think I don't consider? I'm literally here doing this all day long. This is what I do for a living. So, of course, I'm considering it. Doesn't mean I'm going to be right. No. But, of course, I'm factoring it all in. But to say that Fields, something's going to be negative in terms of Fields' fantasy production if we just compartmentalize Fields' fantasy value to say that getting a, a wide receiver one is going to make him less fantasy valuable because he'll run less, but not factor in that in a worst-case scenario, if you run less, you're going to throw more. And so it's going to wash in a very worst-case scenario. Yeah. But to assume that there's not room to still do a majority of that running in a safer way, higher yards per carry way, so more efficiency, doing a lot more with a lot less in terms of running the ball, on top of less three and outs, meaning that you don't have to take away from the run necessarily to give DJ Moore his production. You just have to complete more third down conversions, more second and third down, get more first downs. If you're moving the, the chains more and you're saying, oh, he's going to run less, not necessarily. He might run for more rushing touchdowns and run for a little less yardage, but because you're moving the chains more, you're less three and outs, that's where DJ Moore can get a lot of this production that Omar's saying can't be found without compromising this or compromising that. And on top of your Mooney, yeah. your Mooney point, Mooney is not a wide receiver one. Mooney is a guy that, no, that, it, that is going to do very well when he's not the focal point of the defense. So it's like... I, I, di I just 100% disagree. This is the best move the Bears could yeah. have possibly made. I think getting Hopkins would have been an amazing move as well. I'm not going to lie. like That would have cost a second-round pick, and you could have Hopkins yeah, fields, and you still have the number one overall pick, and you could have maybe traded that down. It still got Bijan. So at the end of the day, that would be fantastic too. But DJ Moore is a little younger, obviously. He's going to last longer. His contract's better too. Yeah, Hopkins is going to be there for a year, and then he starts falling off. Uh, and they could still get Hopkins. They could still maybe get Hopkins. They, I mean, look, anybody, any team should be going after Hopkins if he costs a second or two-third rounders only. Like, that's crazy. Ron Navy, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Then I'm going to go to Mike next. Uh, David and Ada, just hang tight. Uh, Ron Navy. Hey, yeah. Um, this is a message in there, but it's okay. You don't got to play it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Omar is, I mean... He, he was obviously grinding grinding to get that 150 done, and and now he's got 48% to DJ Moore, and he has no more drafts left. So I think he's a little skewed on the fact that he drafted 48% DJ Moore, and now DJ Moore is not in the place he expected him to be in. And that doesn't mean that DJ Moore is going to go to Chicago and, and not do the same type of stuff. I think he's going to do better than what he did in Carolina. I think he's going to put up better numbers than he did in Carolina. I think he's going to have twice, at least twice or three times more touchdowns than he had in Carolina. And But the, here's the thing. Every year, whether it's DFS, whether it's redraft, or, or it's dynasty, right, we all got to pivot. There's players that get moved around, and, and we all love the players that we fall in love with, right? There, there are guys 
until they're not our guys, until we got to pry ourselves away from them and pivot to other players um, because we all got to do that. We all have to pivot because any good fantasy player, no matter whether it's DFS or whether it's redraft or dynasty, you have to be able to know when it's time to get off that player and go for some different players. Can you guys hear? That's just part of the game. Can you guys hear okay? I mean, I, I know that it's uh, like I understand that the audio is a little bit shoddy today from the callers, but I'm trying to makeshift this. So, can you guys at least understand uh, what is saying? Phone line is low. I get that. I get that. The the phone lines are broken right now. But can everybody hear him and make it out? That's that's what I'm concerned with. I know it sounds bad, but I just want to make sure everybody's hearing it. Do I have the volume too high, too low? I'm seeing the levels are really really high on, but I know that people are saying they can't hear it too well. Let me see if I can move the speaker a little closer too, to try and uh, try and account for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I just like I, I get what I get what Omar was saying, but it, it just doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't make sense because it's, it's allowing <laughs> it's allowing no improvement across the board. Like, if, are you literally gonna say I'm gonna take away the wide receiver one from from let's say let's say Joe Burrow? And he's going to do better. Now, granted, it's a different player because he scrambles. But let's use let's use Hurts then because that's an equivalent. You take away AJ Brown, is is Jalen Hurts going to do worse running the football? Look at what Jalen Hurts did on the ground this year with amazing wide receivers. It makes no sense to to me, Omar. But it's okay. I appreciate Omar, and I hope Omar you know doesn't take offense to that. But it just it I disagree a thousand percent. Not even a hundred percent. A thousand percent. Look at how many touchdowns that Hurts. Running the ball this year. I mean, it hurts us more. Look how much more he passed, and look how much more the receivers were involved this year compared to last year. But he still had his running touchdowns, and he still had his running game. I mean, he was smashing it, but he did better passing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Bijan is the next great running back. That is facts. Munoz. We're hoping that uh, Bijan gets drafted to the Bears. If the Bears are smart, they'll use that nine pick with some balls and some cojones, and they won't be scared to take an RB in the top ten. Um, so, anyway. Uh, uh, Swaggy's the only one, I think, in here that's a little bit um, pessimistic of DJ Moore. You guys are, are very optimistic about Moore, hoping that Fields' passing game improves. Laughing emojis. Swaggy. Uh, I just, I don't get this. And I wonder if Swaggy was a, a Jalen Hurts hater beforehand and came in because it, it's so hard to know where these receipts are. People come in laughing emojis. We we saw so many people ripping on Hurts. He's never going to be an accurate quarterback. Hurts is never going to be the guy. Where are those people now? The answer is nowhere. Nowhere. Because they're afraid to come back and put their name to it. Yeah, I didn't like Jalen Hurts. The comeback. Ron, Ron actually was doubting him. Ron's been man enough to say, I absolutely love Jalen Hurts now. And, and again, I'm not saying I'm always right about everything. I'm not trying to, to, to say that. But when, when we sit here and discredit Fields before he's had a chance to even prove that he can be an accurate quarterback, when we sit here and rip apart Fields when he's had no weapons, no wide receiver, horrible run game, horrible situation, carrying the entire team on his back, and the, the answer is we're being optimistic about DJ Moore landing there because we're assuming that Fields can elevate his game in a way he wasn't able to even try or attempt to elevate his game to. We don't know what Fields is capable of doing. Why is Fields not capable of being a good passer with a wide receiver when he hasn't had one? That's my that's I, my I have some comments. 
Yeah, go ahead. That's a comment on the accuracy part, too. So, what people don't understand is, like, they're talking about in the chat and everything, too, is, like, the offense, like, they didn't pass Mike. Why would you pass it when literally the wide receivers were dropping the ball? St. Brown, Pringle, even Mooney sometimes, they got literal balls to their chest, like the perfect pass, and they would literally drop it, or they wouldn't finish a route. So, Fields would throw it to two yards of where they should have been on the route, but they have tried on it, you know, that kind of word. They have tried on it, and they wouldn't finish the route to get to the spot. That's where the Detroit game, the home Detroit game that Chicago played, the very last play when we were trying to go and take the game in overtime, he literally, uh, St. Brown didn't finish the route. He stopped instead of coming back to it, and the cornerback for the Detroit the Detroit line, they, he jumped the ball and intercepted fields. And it's like, how are you going to pass the ball when your wide receivers are, you know, not even trying? Why would you? And, you know, if it has to be a perfect pass every single time, field's completion rate is going to be 50% because they're going to be dropping if it's over their shoulder, you know, still a little bit over their shoulder. They're not D-hop, so they're obviously going to be dropping the ball. Well, we got – That's why, like, also, too, like, why would you Why would you want to throw it if you know your guys aren't going to catch the ball? Just run the ball with Herbert and Monty if that's what's working. Well, I'm I'm actually surprised. We got a lot of fields hate in here. We got a lot of fields hate. I know. Well, I, I, I couldn't believe that. Look at, the, look at here. Hold on. Andrew – Andrew says Fields is stupid. That's why Henry says Fields sucks. He's from Ohio State. I'm a little shocked at the Fields hate in here. Yeah. The, the Fields doubts. I am too. I thought our community was smart. Hey, hey, Ohio hey, State hey, quarterbacks hey. are better than Alabama quarterbacks hands down in the NFL. But here's the thing: people are forgetting when 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 Trubisky was there and, and failing, and Fields came in as a rookie. Fields was dropping dimes. As a rookie, he was dropping oh, yeah. nine passes all, and everybody wants to forget that. They just want to remember last year Can when he hear? has no weapons okay? and all. It, it, he's only a running, but they forget when he was dropping dimes and everybody was singing his high praises. Yeah, and then the, the Pittsburgh game. Ron would know the Pittsburgh game. Yep. I don't under I don't understand the field tape. I don't understand the field tape. Fields has done so much with so little. As far as Swaggy goes, out of 20 things that you bring up, Smitty, he's going to agree maybe on one because Swaggy's whole thing is to disagree with whatever Smitty says, I think. Yeah, he kind of does. Hey, um, uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, what's up, my guy? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm just trying to navigate a broken phone line, but hopefully. Can you guys hear enough? I know it's shoddy, but can you hear what everybody's saying? Can you guys give me a thumbs up if you can hear what's going on, regardless of kind of the submarine sound? Uh, what, what can we do for you, Mike? No, I was just uh, calling because I know Omar was, you know, I, I just wanted to talk about, you know, how, how I I know that he's kind of tripping on what the Bears are doing, but they they got to he's got to remember last year is the Bears O line was ranked 32 out of 32. You know, so I mean he he didn't really have anyone protect him. He had to run. He had to scramble. There was no choice. If this year they actually are smart enough to pick up O-line, you know, pieces either for agency or, you know, and younger in the draft, that would be so beneficial for him that he wouldn't have to run anymore, scramble as much, and he could actually throw the ball, you know, to someone like DJ Moore. So I, that's, that's all I wanted to put in my two cents on, you know, the O-line and how I feel like that really affected how, you know, his game plan you know, I ended up going with the Bears. It just, he, he has no choice but to run. To judge 
Fields on what he did, when he did, how he did, when he did it amazingly, you know, considering. But to judge him on what he did with what he was given is like judging. It's equivalent to judging Jalen Hurts before this year in previous years when he didn't have the support of his coaching staff and didn't have the weapons. You bring in A.J. Brown, is similar like bringing in D.J. Moore. It, it's... I just I find it hilarious that Fields is given no room to improve. Do people not learn that that Josh Allen was in the same boat? Oh, he'll never do this. He'll never do that. No ability to grow as a quarterback. Just because Fields jumped in and became a, a legitimate leader and did things early on, everyone assumes he has to be a veteran. He's not a veteran. He's approaching that after this year. He'll be considered like a veteran. Let's give the guy time to room to grow, just like you gave Josh Allen room to grow, just like you gave Jalen Hurts room to grow. This guy cannot be capped at what he did last year without any wheels on the vehicle. He was literally driving on two wheels on the left side of the car on a racetrack, balancing the car without wheels on the other side. He couldn't put the car down because there were no wheels. And to judge him while he's driving around. I don't know, another example would be if you've got one leg. You got one leg and you're hopping on the track and you're hanging with everybody. You're not even finishing last. You're second place in, in a in a in a four hundred meter run with one leg. And you're judging how oh his his start was kind of shaky. You know? He could have a better start. He had one leg. He was hampered. Now he's got two legs. And now we're gonna see what's really what. And I think Fields is actually going to do he's gonna do so well, these negative comments are going to circle back around. You know what people are going to say? And no offense, Swaggy. Uh, and I've missed stuff too, Swaggy. I didn't love Saquon Barkley in round two last year. I said people should pick him in round three to safeguard themselves a little bit. Barkley was worth a second rounder. I understand. I'm not right all the time. But I can promise you that everybody that's saying that, that Fields is garbage, his accuracy is bad, this won't actually improve anything, this can make his fantasy value go down because he'll run less and he's not a good thrower, I can't wait to see people say, well, no, I liked him. I just wanted to see that he but 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 what? But what? Right. Now, and DJ Moore. DJ Moore literally has done it with no one over there. No one. Him. He did it with freaking PJ Walker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like after Darnold got sat, it was just hell over there for him. I honestly think that if anyone can prove themselves or wants to prove themselves, it has to be more. Uh, uh, this is from Roy. Remember Roy? Roy's room? Uh, Roy, glad to see you, pal. Uh, Roy says, uh, should the Bears trade for Hopkins and draft Bijan? If I wouldn't be done. If I'm the Chicago yes. Bears, I'd trade a second rounder for Hopkins in a heartbeat. He might even cost less than that. Yeah. And you and you get the balls to draft Bijan. You put Hopkins into that lineup, you put Bijan into that lineup, you're going to see a whole different team. You're actually going to see a better defense because the defense will be fresh. Because this offense will stretch. They'll, they'll stretch the field. They'll burn clock. Absolutely, I'm a, I'm an aggressive person. I wouldn't stop here. I would get hot if you go get Hopkins in at least 2023. DJ Moore is the better long term option, but in 2023, DJ Moore might be the wide receiver too. There, 
That's how good Hopkins could be, especially given Hopkins' experience from catching from mobile quarterbacks his whole career. Uh, with more to the Bears, who do you think my Giants should draft, acquire in free agency? I think they should go after Hopkins. Very hardcore. Give Danny Dimes Hopkins, and who knows what Danny Dimes and Saquon and Hopkins can do together. And you got Hodgins as well. Uh, so Giants should do that. Danny Dimes and Fields are in the same boat, needing a wide receiver help. Well, not anymore, bro. Not anymore. They were in the same boat needing a wide receiver. Uh, but I do like Hodgins a lot. But Danny Dimes and Fields aren't in the same boat at all. They're not in the same universe, in my opinion. I think Dimes did very well last year. I think he could still somehow be a top 8 to 10, 8 to 12 fantasy quarterback if he stays healthy, given how good Dable is. But at the end of the day, if you took him off this team and put him anywhere else, he would fold like a chair because I don't think he's quite the same quarterback. Now, could Dable change him and, and develop him in a way that if even Dable leaves or Danny Dimes were to leave or whatever, that he could still be a good quarterback? It's possible. Dable's that good. I'll give Dable that, that benefit of the doubt. But I still think Danny Dimes is nowhere near the same quarterback. But yeah, same situation in terms of... Uh, you know, having uh, having the need for a wide receiver. Uh, appreciate all those super chats. Hob G, you're still here, right? I read your super chat. I appreciate you. Uh, so Swaggy says, Fields' accuracy was pure dog doo-doo. And uh, in over a handful of games, he had eight games with fewer than 150 passing yards, exclamation point. Oh, no, Swaggy. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't have wide receivers. He had to run the ball. And he had so many games with 150. Let's blame that on Fields. Let's blame that on Fields. As mentioned earlier, I forget by who, Ada or whoever, drops. Lots of drops. Bad wide receivers. Injured wide receivers. Slow Darnell Mooney development. And then eventually injured. Nobody. He had no wide receivers. You're judging this man for racing on two tires when his car requires four. What is wrong, Swaggy, with this situation here? I'll tell you. You're, you're, you're judging Fields because you don't like him. That's what it is. It's a bias involved. That's the only reason, the only explanation for it, Swag. That's the only way. The, or because you want to disagree I with me. I can play devil's advocate. I can play devil, devil's advocate. Please try. Field, the only issue was, was the check downs. There was times when Herbert had probably a good first down and more, and he just didn't check it down. He was trying to force it. That's Her Herbert? the only kind of downside that Fields truly had. That's fixable. It's not even the arm. But, but is, the accuracy. But is, is, that, but is that really... Is that really on him, or is it that that uh, they need? Like when you look at the situation, yeah, could he check down more? Sure, but Fields is trying to march down the field, and That's and what I'm saying. He, he was forcing it. Yeah, was yeah, because they're down, because they're down, because they're down, and they need touchdowns, and so there's there's a different way to look at that. But I do agree, he he's got to get better at every single part of his game. I don't even think that's devil's advocate. That's just pointing out that a quarterback could get better at something. That's. That's, you know, that's not even negative on Fields. That's just saying, like, okay, his whole game still got to evolve. He's still very young, still very green. Not to mention, he's kind of behind a little bit because now he's got to go play quarterback the old-fashioned way, throwing to wide receivers on top of scrambling, and he's this is going to be his first year doing it. He's been literally running... He's also behind because he had Nagy for his whatever, you know, first year, whatever games he had there. Ex I mean, exactly. Uh, Terry. How many coaches have he had? Terry. He had like three different coaches. For any player to be successful, you got to have to the moon. In your organization. And the Bears have had no coaching stability yeah. at all. Terry, appreciate the super chat. Terry, Fields plus more be fire. 
and Chicago. Oh, also, sorry, I just realized too. The offense put up like 30, uh, 30 plus games last year too. Was it in like four or five games? Like it's possible. They had they had some formulas last year. It, if Fields hasn't proven himself to anybody out there, I don't know how he's going. I just think you're against him. You're against him. How has Fields not proven himself? The limitations, I just don't get it. I can't believe the pushback. It's crazy to me. I, I didn't expect to have this much pushback on Fields and the situation. Um, <laughs> I, I don't understand. There's a lot of people detest loves DJ Moore to the moon. And I'm not even like the biggest DJ Moore pr- fan at all. Like, I, I am not. You've never heard me talk about DJ Moore really once in a great while. And I don't say things like, oh, DJ Moore is going to be amazing someday when he gets a quarterback. I say that about McLaurin a lot. And and, a very similar wide receiver, very similar situation, very similar upside, very similar production, uh, very similar problems that they face uh, until now. But, But, like, I'm not even the biggest DJ Moore, like, supporter. But I can recognize when a wide receiver who has had potential top 8 to 12 wide receiver upside and we've never seen it play out. We've never seen it play out because he's never had consistency. As Ron said from the coaching perspective, as 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 Ada, I think, or David, or both said from the quarterback perspective. Um, this is crazy, bro. Uh, subscribe if you're new. 200 eyeballs in here. Please punch that thumb up button. Uh, phone lines are open if you want to jump on this panel. Uh, who, who else wants to talk about... We got other news, but I think this is a, this is a good. I mean, we're gonna it's gonna be all encompassing. DJ Moore Fields, you know. Let's talk about the Panthers a little bit more and stay on this topic. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got on that, man. I, I want to run a situation by you. And, and first off, let me just throw this out real quick. As a Panthers fan, anybody saying DJ Moore is gonna make a lateral move or go back from Sam Darnold. Justin Fields is absolutely ridiculous, but and I'm going to just leave it at that. Let me run this situation by you, man. This will probably never happen, but I was just thinking out loud. What if the Colts come calling Carolina now, and they make them a ridiculous offer, you know, say like the next three years, first and second rounds, to get to that number one spot? And Carolina sitting there thinking, okay, well, we feel like Bryce and CJ – We'll go one and two. Arizona will stay at three. Maybe we can get AR at four. And now we get all these things. No. What's the chances of that? I don't think it'll happen, but. Very, very slim to none. Why? Because you're not going to trade. You barely got into the top three, you know, the top three to get one of the big three. And odds are the Panthers have two guys they really like. Most teams aren't into like three or four guys. And they're, they're, they're probably narrowed it down to two guys. These are our two guys. Who do we want? Are we going Stroud? Are we going AR-15? And I bet you the organization's torn. And I bet you they don't really have an answer yet. They're, they're probably swaying one way. But if you were to trade down to four, you're getting Levis. And you don't want that. You just got yourself into a position. And maybe Levis is your guy. And I guess that could make sense. Could I see them trading down to two? Could I see the Texans saying, darn it. We, you know, we, we, we were hoping a team that wasn't capable of drafting Anthony Richardson or Stroud, whichever one is their pick, landed in front of us. But now we're, we're petrified Peters. And now we need to trade up to that one. Could I see something like that? Maybe. But I think at this point, uh, unless you're getting something that's going to help solve the wide receiver problem, I don't think that it makes sense to trade down one one pick. And what are you really going to give up 
to do that move if you're the Texans. Texans aren't going to give up a future first rounder, I don't think, for that move. Could they Could they maybe give up the 12 in exchange for a second? So move this 12 down to the second round for that one spot move up? I mean, maybe. And if you did do that, that would make sense because you could get Jackson Smith and Jigba and Stroud. Or, or Anthony Richardson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I don't think the Texans would do that because the Texans probably said to themselves, we got Stroud or we got AR-15, and we're going to get Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I, a, a team would be ridiculously stupid to make that move. Is it possible? Certainly. But it'd have to be something like that where it's moving down one pick, moving you know, moving down to three, but the Cardinals don't want to move up because they're not taking a quarterback. So the only potential scenario would be the Texans, I think. I just don't I don't think okay, that would be this, Yeah. For their second the second round pick for Carolina. Do they go wide receiver? Or say we still don't have it resigned for it. Charbonnet's there. Do they go running back? Uh, I don't think the wide receivers are as impacting there as Charbonnet would be. What do I think Carolina does? I honestly, based on this trade, which I, I don't, I don't think they were dumb to make it. I, I just, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this trade from the Carolina perspective, to be honest with you. One moment I'm thinking to myself, they need their quarterback. They needed to make this move. They had to make this move if, let's say, another team was in the work in the mix of it and they were going to lose it. So that if DJ Moore was required or they were going to lose this deal, I can understand why it was made. Um, but I do question their ability to make the right decision in that in that context. Like Charbonnet would be unbelievable. For, for the Carolina Panthers in that rushing attack that they could deploy with that line, with that coaching staff, with AR-15 or Stroud under center. I think it would be, be pretty good. And I think you could fill the wide receiver void a different way. Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't think Odell would go there because he wants to go win a championship. Uh, but but maybe you bring in like a – I don't love Robert Woods, but Robert Woods is a good enough wide receiver that, that, that that's helpful. Um, I think Juju would be good. I think Juju might want to play potentially uh, for a team that could win a Super Bowl as well. I think a lot of these older guys are ring- they're chasing a ring, but there's still some decent. You know, you could get like a you could get a potential uh, Richie James. You could get a, a Mac Hollins. You could get a Jacoby Myers. I mean, those are those are decent. Like I'd rather have Jacoby Myers and Charbonnet than draft one of these like wide receiver seven or eight ranked guys. In this draft class or this wide receiver crew, I'd much rather have Charbonnet and a Jacoby Myers than to miss out on Charbonnet and take the seventh wide receiver ranked. Because the first round is going to have at least five or six wide receivers, I think. And so you're talking about your pick. You're talking about the Carolina pick. What number is that? 39. You might get wide receiver seven or six or maybe eight. I mean, it could be anywhere in that range. Number, we'll call it number seven. Yeah. Wide receiver number seven? I don't know. I'd rather Jacoby Myers than Charbonnet. All day long. All day long. But but I don't know what Carolina is well, going to do. And I think that's the, that's the rough. You know, they got to pick up somebody, one of these free agents. I mean, even Adam Thielen come up. I mean, they got to get somebody. Yeah, Th- Thielen's on the board, uh, too. Hope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope they do not take that second-round pick and use it on a wide receiver, thinking that whoever we take is obviously going to replace D.J. Moore um, because we're going to have to run the ball. And especially now, more than ever. Um, so I would love for them to take Chardonnay, man. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Terry Roberts. 
celebrates nine months on the YouTube exclusive membership. Uh, more like four years with you, Spitty. Yeah, you have been here from the beginning, but congratulations, my, my guy. Uh, appreciate you. Um, does anybody think Carolina is going to have a real shot at, at turning heads like sooner than later? Or is this really a long road for whatever court, even if it's AR 15, a long road because they don't have that wide receiver. It's good, good staff, good line. I mean, there's, there's some upside here. Like, could they trade for Hopkins? Like what, what if, what if they get AR 15 and they trade for Deandre Hopkins? Are we all of a sudden saying, wait a minute, this is the team that won this situation at the end of the day because if Carolina was to get Hopkins and and keep in mind that it's up to the team that like Hopkins isn't going to decide where he goes he's not in a situation where he's been franchise tagged and he's being traded or something and he gets to decide I'm not signing a long-term deal there and the acquiring team's like well then we're not trading for him if he doesn't want to come play here that's where you have control right now Hopkins doesn't have control not to mention Hopkins has been very uh very open-minded to whatever happens, happens. He hasn't been very very much of a pushback type of guy in terms of being moved. And he even said that I'm right here with the Cardinals right now. That's what I'm focusing on. And that was kind of cool to hear from a Cardinal perspective, from the Cardinals fan here, uh, that, that he wasn't like out the door. You know, like he was willing to do whatever. So if Carolina ends up giving up a second round pick, that 39 overall, bro, I'd give that up for DeAndre Hopkins in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, to pair with yeah, with AR fifteen, we still have to have a running game, though, Smitty. Like if they don't resign Foreman, like I said, we got Chuba. I mean, if we can't at least run the ball, yeah, but this this class is deep, man. You could get a a, 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 a Sean Tucker if you get Sean Tucker and Hopkins. That's f- phenomenal. Um, even like a Deuce Vaughn could go like in the fourth or fifth round or later. I mean, Deuce Vaughn is he's a little guy, but but he really showed up at the at the combine. There at Bigsby, there are a lot of running backs you could get. Uh I do like Charbonnet. I I prefer not to make it a second round. And honestly, Hopkins is so much older now. I bet you could give up two third rounders. I bet you could give up a third rounder this year and a third rounder next year, or a third and a fourth rounder, probably for Hopkins. You probably don't have to give up that thirty nine. You could probably give up a two thousand twenty four uh, second round pick. Keep your 39. Draft Charbonnet. Trade your 2024 first or 2024 second rounder for Hopkins or a couple third rounders. And if you have Charbonnet, Hopkins, and AR 15, all of a sudden Carolina is a different team. Very much how the Bears are a different team today than they were yesterday. If Carolina's got Anthony Richardson, Zach Charbonnet, and Hopkins, I don't, the sky's the limit to a degree. Right out of the gate, you know, this could be it. This could be it with this line and coaching staff. It's a really good team. Does anybody disagree? Yeah, I will say this we don't have any fifth and sixth round picks, and Scott Fitter loves to dag on trade on draft day and move back. So I expect him. We have two fourth rounders, but no fifth and sixth. So I expect him to maybe make some moves and, and trade back to get more picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I man, it's gonna be. It's going to be exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm, that would be fire. Yeah. Let me play a couple of voicemails, and then I'll get Ron Navy's opinion here. Johnny Edwards. Number nine spot. Thanks, oh, man. I didn't end up playing What's this up, whole Smitty? message. Super excited about what the Bears are doing. Um, with that number nine pick, I, that would be great to get uh, Bijan at number nine. But what are some other options you think that uh, the Bears could and should do at that number nine spot? Thanks, man. Have a blessed day. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a good question. If they weren't going to go Bijan, I mean, 
too early, probably too early for a wide receiver and, and getting DJ Moore kind of made you think, okay, now we can go in a different direction. I mean, you got a whole bunch of avenues. You got a lot of stuff you got to improve on offensive line defense. Um, there, it, it's just going to depend on who's there, but I, it, Either way, the Bears are in a really good spot. And having DJ Moore now affords you the ability to not necessarily need to go RB. But if it was me, I would go Bijan 100%. That would be me. I think that's the best thing for the offense. He's generational. Um, he's more generational than any other talent in this draft. So, um, Zimbay, what would, you, what would you guys do? Ron Navy, I'll start with you. What would you do with this number nine pick if you couldn't take Bijan Robinson? I couldn't take Bijan. I'd either go for some offensive line or like some uh, defense because there's a lot of good like uh, edge and there's a lot of good corner cornerbacks that are available there. So I'd either go with one of the top cornerbacks or an edge guy or one of the top offensive line. But I think they can get like offensive line later on so i guess i would probably go more of like get one of the top cornerbacks and edge guys yeah i think offensive line would be a real nice i mean you could even move back again from that nine pick i don't know that the bears are necessarily set on nine they might move they might move back a little bit but if you move back a little bit pick up an offensive lineman you move something else up and you're able to potentially get let's say zach charbonnet or uh, uh, Bigsby or something like that. I mean, we haven't even talked Bigsby at all with these situations, but if the Bears could trade nine and get, let's say, like a 15 to 18 pick and get a top of round two pick for that move back or whatever, uh, that would be phenomenal if you could get Charbonnet and an offensive lineman with the number nine pick. Divide it into two, Charbonnet, offensive lineman, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, boom. Like that would be a pretty, pretty decent move. They still got Herbert, so I mean Herbert's no no like slough guy. He's a he's a power runner, so yeah, I cool. like them having Herbert. They don't even need to go for a running back. Yeah, they really don't want to. I mean, yeah, I mean if Khalil, like if if we've said this before, if Khalil Herbert escapes the the two thousand twenty three NFL draft, I almost said two thousand three. I feel like it's two thousand three. It, this t- time has flown. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Sometimes I'm, I, I, I think it's 2018. Like, you know, it's so crazy. We're at 20, we're in 2023. Unbelievable. Uh, 2023 NFL draft. If, if, if Khalil Herbert escapes the 2023 NFL draft and no big running back gets brought in through free agency, he's going on the moon man list. He's going on the moon man list. He's an absolute monster. He was on there last year for a reason. Uh, we love we love him. We love him here. Uh, let me play another voicemail real quickly. This is from Stormcat. Smitty, hey Stormcat here. Uh, reports are that Adam Thielen's going to be released today, and he was. And I think that clears the runway for KJ Osborne to take off in year number three. Uh, I think he's going to be great this year, despite the presence of uh, Hawkinson. Um, I think there's enough in that offense for three good receivers. What's your take on how good Osborne can be this year? I think Ron would, would love to address this too. I, I think KJ Osborne's in a good spot now that he's the number two. Uh, part of me wonders if he has time for football because he's out there saving lives on the on the streets. Um, if he can break away from his Superman activity and come in and play football, then I think he could be uh, he could be a pretty pretty pr- productive wide receiver too. 
uh, for for the team and be a wide receiver three four. I don't know that I'd lock him into wide receiver three fantasy value yet. I think that's what you hope for, and you draft him later than that, expecting uh, expecting wide receiver three numbers from a fantasy perspective. Isn't like a mistake. I just think it, there's a lot of upside in if you draft him as your first bench wide receiver and he plays good enough to unseat your wide receiver three in fantasy, then that's where the value is. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I like him. I will say that I'm trying to let go of his basketball game. Uh, when he, him and JJ went live playing basketball, the guy was throwing bricks up left and right. And I still can't shake it. I still think every time I think of KJ Osborne, the first thing I think of now, I think of him saving lives. But the the second thing I think of is him literally shooting the three pointer and hitting the backboard without any rim over and over and over again. The worst basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Um, but guess what? He's playing football, not basketball. Ron Navy, speak to it. Yeah, I was gonna say that because I tried to get you to take. KJ the other day, and I, I just remembered that too. I was about to say that the reason why you don't like KJ is because he can't play basketball. <laughs> He's horrible. I couldn't believe that you hold that bias against a football player that can't play basketball. Right, you know, he saves lives. He, it changes football, the. That that man came on and played so strong at the end of last year, and he actually got Minnesota to the playoffs and, and where they were. And, and, and won them some games and, and got a lot of people um, did wonders for, especially in best ball, their, their, their fantasy um, got, them, got them to the next level. So, yeah, I love KJ. And I think he's just going to get better. And that was only the second year. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he has a lot of possibilities. And I'll let it go. I'll let, it, I'll let the basketball oh, thing go. I'll let the basketball thing go. He, the value of him, and, and especially in best ball right now, he's way down there. He's below Tyler Boyd. Okay, so the value to get him, yeah, um, you're almost getting him for free. Yeah, I, I would say, so overall I would say I, I like K.J. Osborne as a wide receiver four that you draft and you hope that he outplays your current wide receiver three and he gives you value. Like, that's where I see him. I don't know that, I don't know that the release of Thielen even – it should open up things for him a little bit, but I think KJ Osborne was already going to do what he was going to do. I think that it just reminds people to draft him higher. So we'll have to see where his ADP goes. Um, Fitzy says he's Maybe not. The third option yeah. Uh, so uh, that's that's my take on it, uh, Stormcat. Appreciate you, man. Uh, so I'm leaving this voicemail for Stormcat. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of my voicemail crew, all you got to do is uh, go to my Instagram, thefantasyfootballshow.com. And if you hit subscribe for $4.99 a month, that's the cost of like two prime drinks. Um, you get voicemail access every day on my channel and I'll play the voicemails. And, that, and then I hold down the record button so you don't have to go hunting on the show. If you don't get to watch the show, you have the message. See, I'll play it. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Right here. Yeah. Um. You're almost getting them for free. So yeah, I, I, I would say, so overall, I would say. So I, that way you, you're getting the message, you know, you don't have to go hunting for it. This is from Terry Roberts. Smitty, I definitely agree with you. This is Terry Roberts. Thanks, Terry. Um, I, I, love I Terry. think this is a phenomenal trade for Chicago. Uh, however, I don't think Fields moves up from a fantasy standpoint, but his scoring will definitely move up. So if you got Fields, the gap has definitely narrowed, in my opinion, with DJ Moore there. Uh, 
let's, you know, uh, and then let's not forget they still got their wide receiver two sitting over there too. So um, I think the Bears are going to be really, really good and possibly sneak on up on some people. You guys' thoughts? Yeah, de- definitely, definitely, Terry. I think the Bears are a potential playoff team now. Are they a multiple win deep playoff contending team? Pro- probably a little bit more uh, hard pressed to to win multiple playoff games than uh, you know in their first year doing all this, but because they still got a lot of holes to fill. But let's say they draft Bijan and they trade for Hopkins. All of a sudden, I'm I'm talking different. I I swear to you, I'll be I'll be hyping them up big time. But I think right now, currently. You know, unaware of what they're going to do with the number nine overall pick, I think the Bears are potentially a a playoff contending team for sure. I think they get could they make the playoffs? Yeah, could they grab one of the wild card spots? Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Terry. Uh, so I'm going to tag Terry here. So if you guys want to be a part of the voicemail uh, group, just uh, just make sure you uh, go to thefantasyfootballshow.com on Instagram, click that subscribe button, and then DM me after and say, Smitty, I'm in it. And then I put you into a, a chat group where you guys all communicate all day long, and, and you got a bunch of like-minded people that are also paying $4.99, so they take it seriously. It's not a big amount, but when you pay money for something, you you respond, you react, you you do things. I got a caller here from the 714. Have I not let you talk yet, bro? No. Oh, God. How long you been on hold, and what's your name, bro? Uh, I'm calling. I've been holding for uh, not too long, a couple minutes, five minutes maybe. Okay, uh, I'm s- I'm sorry, bro. But, um, Floor's yours. All good. I uh, I just want to talk about this absolutely horrific Panthers trade. All right, this trade is this, this trade is detrimental to the Panthers Panthers franchise. All right, I don't think you can draft AR fifteen one overall because I I really believe the dude's only played thirteen games in college, so I think he really needs a year, maybe two, to develop. In my opinion. Um, I think, like, the Seahawks, Lions, that's, like, the ideal spot for someone like him. But I do think he has, like, Josh Allen potential. Um, I think it seems like C.J. Stroud is the guy they're going to go with. And I just – I think you got to build a team with the O-line, weapons, and then quarterback. I think when you go quarterback first with no weapons – and their O-line is all right, but they got no weapons. I just don't think that whoever goes there is going to have any room to succeed. And they're setting their franchise back with no first-round pick next year either. Yeah, I I have to agree with you that, and I've said this kind of the whole time that that the Carolina Panthers, it's a move that I feel like you almost had to make, um, and you let that you let that uh, I think make you give up too much. And I understand why though. And at the end of the day, I think this is what what's hard to this is a hard question to really answer because you almost have to answer yes. Are you better off not having a quarterback though? And continuing to go down the road you're going, or are you better off, yeah, being without DJ Moore? But what if you trade for Hopkins using a, a couple third round picks or something like that? Then you got Hopkins, you've got uh, whichever quarterback you prefer, and a good line, good coaching staff. You still could draft a Sean Tucker late and get a steal there. I mean, all of a sudden you got a team that can actually build, you can build around. Whereas if you don't go after this this quarterback uh, that you're, you're you're giving away a ton to get. Where are you at? You're not anywhere. You're just in a, a big circle of, of like disaster, you know, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I would have waited and gone for Caleb Williams next year. Cause I truly believe that the Panthers should have continued to build that defense at that nine overall pick 
re-signed Sam Darnold on a one-year deal, which I know is not exciting, and I know that division's up for grabs. Um, but I just I think that Caleb Williams can truly be a guy. I think AR-15 can too, but he just needs time. I'm more undecided with Young and Stroud. I just I I don't know. I I don't know that they're going to be that top five to ten quarterback. But I I really like Caleb Williams, and so I think you wait, you tank next year, and then you get your guy, and then ideally you have a top two pick. If you're not, you go Drake May, and you don't need to you know put the entire lifeline of your franchise to get a a good prospect, but not like a you know amazing like you know, Trevor Lawrence. I, I truly believe Caleb Williams is in that Trevor Lawrence conversation. Like, I think he's literally, I, I just, I, I've seen him in person, and I think he's amazing. He could, That's he, just my opinion. He could be, but you don't know that you're going to get that pick. You know what I mean? Like, you could get the second or third pick, and it's like, right now you have destiny in your grasp, and, and I think that, that you're right that there's some risk involved in, in AR-15, but the one thing about AR-15 is that, like, maybe you say, oh, like Trey Lance, he barely played, you know, a lot of college games. You could say that same thing, but on the flip side, can you also say this, that, that AR-15 is the most most athletic quarterback to ever come out of college? And I'm saying he's the best quarterback. I'm saying he's the most physically athletic quarterback. So there's a little bit more reason to take a gamble on him, you know, from, yeah, I mean, from, yeah, totally agree. from my perspective, at least. Uh, totally agree. Let's hear Hank tight calling, and, and if you want to interject at any time, go ahead and just speak up. David, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. David, did you want to add something? Yeah, I mean, it's funny that he mentioned that because when I called you on Monday, Smitty, as a Panthers fan, I said the exact same thing. I would love for them to draft Bijan at nine and then go all out next year like they are this year for, for Bryce. But, I mean, I get it. Um, I think at the end of the day, we haven't had a, a franchise quarterback since Cam. Since he got hurt, we've just done the revolving door for quarterbacks. And Dave Gettleman is – you know, he, he's, he wants it his way. He's one of the richest owners in the NFL. He's used to winning, and he said he was tired of the revolving door. So he said, you know, this year we're just going to give up way more than we probably should. We're going to go get our guy, our franchise quarterback. And I would tell you this, a lot of fans here, in, in, at least in North Carolina, um, they're, they're not crazy over everything that we gave up. But at the end of the day, like I said, to move up to number one, we're going to have to give up way more than, than we should to go get the quarterback and, and give credit to Chicago. They knew that, and, and their GM played the cards right. So, you know, it just is what it is at the end of the day. I think it's going to be about three years down the road before Carolina starts to get relevant again, and we will see um, everything that comes to play from whoever we pick with the first pick. Yeah, yeah, and 49ers laughing at me because I took Camara again in, in one of our slow drafts. Look, in a in a league with you guys, you guys snipe so much. When you're in like the eighth round, seventh round, ninth round, you're really in like round twelve because all of us are scooping up all the players we like. I'm sitting there looking for a player. I need an RB. Guess what? It's going to be Camara, who I I can't stand. I keep drafting Camara because he's falling. He's always falling to the to the right spot for me. Um, I really think Camara is going to escape the punishment that we think he deserve is deserving uh but but will he be will he miss half a season probably four four to eight games minimum but would it surprise me if the NFL completely botched the discipline handing down uh process here no it wouldn't you give Calvin Ridley a whole year 
You let Alvin Kamara play on a whole year. I just don't trust the NFL. I'm banking against the NFL when I draft Kamara in best ball. And I also say that in redraft, I don't like drafting Kamara pretty much at all. In best ball, it makes so much sense because you don't have to worry about any of it. You just take him. If you get him for six games, you get him. If he doesn't even play well, then he doesn't get inserted into your lineup. So best ball is the only place where I will buy him. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I draft him that much in an actual redraft league that's not best ball. So anyway, and he and he was he was like literally the options available. It's tough to say, but yeah, they they laugh at me a lot, and everybody always gives me a hard time when I draft Camara because I rip on him so much, and then and I end up taking him more than anybody in like rounds. Usually it's round nine or sometimes ten, um, but when I draft with you guys, it ends up being earlier because you guys snipe everybody. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Ada. Ada, you got something else you want to add? Yeah. So. Actually, Mike just kind of brought up, or uh, sorry, David, sorry, sorry, David brought it up. But basically, I'm just thinking about it too. If the Panthers are bad next year, do we have a similar situation where the Bears maybe get a top three and then trade down again? I don't think the Bears are going to be bad. I I think the Bears will. No, no, no. With Carolina's pick now. Oh yeah. Like I, we got next year's first. I'm just thinking about it. You're saying if it's just AR, if they're bad again, we like another like. 1.2 1.2, bro, 1.1. bro, we haven't even got we haven't even gotten to that yet. Oh. I, mean, I mean, it's a good. It's oh, a, I just thought of that. Oh my god. Yeah. Kick Brock Bowles or whatever his name is. You what? That dude is gonna be insane. Brock Bowers or whatever the dude out of Georgia, the tight end. If you if you get Carolina's pick and it's like a top three, four, five pick in there, you don't trade. You take that tight end. Bro, if, if they if they if they bought like if Carolina botches that second round pick and doesn't take Charbonnet and they take some kind of defensive player or whatever offensive lineman or a, whatever a edge rusher, whatever. If if Carolina botches that second round pick and drafts something that doesn't help them win games. And they don't trade for Hopkins, and they they roll with uh, just a makeshift wide receiver room. You're right. I mean, th- this could be the the best part of this trade could be told. The story could be told next year. I mean, that's a good point. We haven't even really talked about that. It's a really really good point. Um, Ron, yeah, let me add this. Is in Charlotte, they're releasing Shaq Thompson. They're going to end up releasing him for salary. So there goes our best linebacker. Yeah, uh, Brock. Did they take on a portion of that DJ Moore contract? Because usually when a team signs a player within, like, you know, last year, so he would have had three years remaining on the deal, they usually have to take on a portion of that $60 million. I don't know for sure with this contract. It, but typically, I mean, we had so much cap space. We still had, like, 92, so it honestly probably wasn't going to matter, matter either way. Yeah, let me... Let me... If, I'm, if I'm the line now, this is what I do. I draft Stroud. He's fluid. He knows how to read defenses. He's 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 uh, mobile. I take Shroud, and then what I do is I go to the free agency and I, I get veteran wide receivers. Like I try to pull on a Hopkins, maybe an Allen Robinson, uh, maybe a Woods. Those type of players in there, and and sure as heck go after uh, Schultz from the Cowboys. He's a free agent. Get a strong tight end like Schultz that's dependable. And you guys can piece this together and have veteran wide receivers that is going to be good for Stroud, especially, you know, his first year, and um, and help him along the way. And you guys could end up, you know, having a decent year. Draft Chardonnay with that second-round pick. 
Yeah, sharp, sharp. Who do you think he comes to? Like Joe Mixon? I think he's a Joe Mixon. No, I, I think I think he comps. Charbonnet is impossible to comp like entirely because he's the best tackle breaking running back that we've seen in a long, long time. He's he's Saquon Barkley meets Derrick Henry, but in Saquon Barkley in Chubb's form. So he runs a lot like Nick Chubb. If I had to compare one person, I'd say Nick Chubb, but he comps very much to Saquon in terms of being able to tackle him and bring him down. He, if you haven't watched Charbonnet footage, you need to watch it because you will come away from one session, two minutes of watching footage of him, and you will say that is the toughest running back to tackle I've seen in like 10 years. He is impossible to bring down by one defender. He keeps his legs moving. He's got low center of uh, gravity. He stays low. Um, his size, he's slippery. He's just got the right build for it. He is such a tough player to take down. It's Derrick Henry meets Nick Chubb meets Barkley. And and uh, Mixon doesn't even come close to a comparison to me. I mean, I understand it, but it, he's an absolute monster. Uh, and if he wherever he goes, if he goes to Carolina, that line that that would be a good situation for him. And, and like I said, if they if the Panthers were to to trade for Hopkins, and they draft Charbonnet, it's a whole different situation. I probably come on here saying, you know what, they're they're kind of a sleeper, they're kind of a sleeper. But if they don't address the offense that way, and they bring in Stroud, and they don't surround him with the Hopkins or somebody like Charbonnet and help him out. Then it's just gonna be it's gonna be what we've seen out of Fields, but without the running capabilities that Fields has. So what would we what would, what would Fields be if he couldn't run last year? He wouldn't be similar. Do you think Hopkins is willing to go to Carolina though? I mean, I know there's no trade. Doesn't matter with his PED suspension, but like I just feel like there's gonna be Jacksonville. I think even though they got Ridley, I think Kirk will be cut next offseason. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I think Jacksonville's interesting. I think there's a couple places. I just don't think the Cardinals are going to screw him, to be honest, instead of the Carolina. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know if he would look at it that way. If let's say AR 15s there, he's such an exciting player that I think some of these, these players would be like, yeah, I would love to go play with him in Carolina. Like you'd be surprised at how players view all this stuff. It's they're they're very much embedded in their environment and they don't even really know in some to some degree how good some of these teams are for them like look look at Antonio Brown when he was heading to Buffalo they traded him to Buffalo he said I'm going to refuse to play so they they nixed the trade they sent him to the Raiders which was a horrible situation and he bombed out there and when he could have went to Buffalo and played with Josh Allen who was clearly on the rise at that point um you know, I, I definitely thought he was going to become what he became, and a lot of people doubted him at, uh, still a little bit at that point. But that was hilarious for, for you know, just I did, like I told people this story before, I had physical therapy back, back in the day when I was a little bit more athletic and doing athletic things. I was sitting there in rehab, rehabbing my first ACL tear. Uh, this is like in early 2000s. And and I was, I had rehab in, at a, at a, like an NFL college, uh, Phoenix Suns, um, a clinic like where where they would do all the rehab because it was for for athletes and college athletes and I, I I was a runner and all that so I was sitting there doing rehab next to two DBs one of them uh, I I always don't like to drop their name because I'm kind of making fun of them but one of them real nice guy super amazing guy he was a defensive back for the Detroit Lions and and he literally had no clue about the game like he was good at what he did but he had no clue 
who was in the NFL. He had no clue who the best wide receivers were in the league. He did his job much like a, a, a movie, like an actor reads a script and has no idea what the, the film's going to even look like. If you talk to an actor, they sometimes film scenes out of sequence and actors have no idea how the movie's going to look. What's, is it, it going to be have a certain like vibe to it? They literally just, they have no clue. That's why some, t- some people will film a movie, not know it's going to bomb and the movie sucks later. Uh, it's similar to NFL players. They're so embedded in their situation, they don't really know what's good for them. They almost sometimes don't even know who's good in the NFL. So it wouldn't shock me if, if Hopkins really didn't you know, know what was best for him. But I, I think that he has no choice over it because it's not like he's signing an extension or something in conjunction with the trade. So he's going wherever the Cardinals send him. But if, if Carolina brought in Charbonnet via the second-round pick and they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. I'll be so ecstatic. I would, I would, I would, I would change my tune a little bit about where this team's headed. And I know Hopkins doesn't have a lot of time, but that development for for two years with Hopkins would be so vital for Anthony Richardson or Stroud. You could get another wide receiver in there at some point in the next two years. It would be a great situation, and it would make that pick a lot less valuable too that the Bears are getting. But tough to say, man. You don't think he gets an extension? I don't know, but I, I thought I saw rumors somewhere that he's getting going to get an extension. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he could. He I could. He could, but he's he's older. I mean, you never know. He's got at least two years left, I think. One and a half to two years left. And and he's one of those wide receivers that'll probably linger because, you know, he's not like one of those speed guys uh, that, that when his hamstrings go and they're paper thin, they just can't stay healthy. And I, I think Hopkins could be, could be one of those guys that lingers like A.J. Green lingered. Um, he'll fall off at some point. This once the separation is not there for a non-speed guy, it's really hard for them to 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 develop. Like it's kind of like if 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 all of us out here who are no, we're not professional athletes, right? But there was a point in our lives, some of us, that where we were pretty quick. And you go play with some very competitive basketball players, and you've kind of lost it. You're getting older. Like you can't even find room. You can't even step. You're like, how did this happen? How am I unable to like even move around this? defender anymore like I don't have it anymore you watch AJ Green he couldn't do it despite what Hugh Jackson said on my show AJ Green was a shell of himself and and it happens it's crazy when it happens Adrian Peterson uh, uh Emmett Smith when he came to the Cardinals watching Emmett Smith not be able to move the same was crazy you know uh Derrick Henry it's gonna happen very very soon whether he was able to 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 stretch out one more season or not um, once he slows down, that hole closes quicker. He just won't be able to get through it. You know, that's going to be the demise of, of Derrick Henry at some point. Maybe he has one more year left, though. And I think teams are crazy. Even coming from a, a perspective of doubt for a fantasy uh, a fantasy season, like, you know, will he play eight games, seven games, nine games, ten games, twelve games? Uh, could he score a massive amount of touchdowns and have less yardage in, like, a Buffalo or Philly situation? Coming from a, a place of doubt, these teams that don't trade for Derrick Henry for a second-round pick are ridiculously incompetent. Like that—that that is such an easy move. Similar to the teams that didn't even put their hat in the ring for Christian McCaffrey at a two, a three, and a fourth-round pick. Like that was crazy to me. I can't believe how many teams sat on their hands while the Niners walked in and bought him for a second, a third, and a fourth-round pick, and then they made the playoffs because of him. I think that's a blueprint. The Niners kind of pioneered. Something that should be happening in the NFL anyway. Going and renting or on RB like Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry for one or two years. One, one and a half years. Like, seriously. 
to not give up a second round pick and you're the Eagles or the Bills or the Bengals and you're looking at KC and you're saying, how do we how do we one-up KC? You trade for Derrick Henry. How do we one-up KC? You trade for Nick Chubb. How do you buy them? Second round pick. Why are they so cheap? I have no idea, but they are. And these teams sit on their hands. Uh, Carl, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Carl. Hey, what's going on? I have a, a I just received a dynasty trade. I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. All right. So I've been trying to get the one on one for like a week or a week and a half, and he sent me this offer. He sent me the one on one for the one hundred two, the one ten, and Calvin Ridley. Um, just a little bit of context. My quarterback room is god-awful, but I'm okay with that because I really want to attack in 2024. So I know if I have to, if I use the 102, I know I'll be straight, but I kind of want to beat John. So do you think I'm overpaying if I give him the 102, the 110, and Calvin Ridley? One QB or or Superflex? I'm sorry, it's a Superflex, yeah. And who are your quarterbacks? All right, um, let me get to it real quick. That's, yeah. All right, give me one second. I should have that up. You should know it. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, this team, this team is so ass. All right, here we go. Um, we got Mike White. We have Mike White, Jared Slidham, Joshua Dobbs, Tyler Huntley, and Stafford. And who are your wide receivers? Who, who, who are your wide receivers if you trade away Ridley? I'll have Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, Jacoby Myers, and Odell Woods. Uh, yeah, I mean, regardless of what your team looks like, I would go get Bijan because he's generational. Um, I don't know who that number two is going to be, whether it's Charbonnet, whether it's going to be Gibbs, whether it's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, but Bijan's just a difference maker. He's generational. I like Ridley, but we still don't fully know what we're going to get out of Ridley. I love his confidence. I love the fact that uh, uh, that he he says that like on his I don't you know he says like on his family's name he's going to have fourteen hundred yards if he's healthy. And I just like the attitude of him right now. I love his honesty. I, I really loved Calvin Ridley coming in, uh, and and he really was like a top five. Um, guy you know before he, he he stepped away from the game and then everything just kind of fell apart for him but at the same time he's been out of football for a while and you can be as excited and as confident as you want it's still there's some there's a possibility you know Josh Gordon was away for a while and I think there's an argument to make Josh Gordon was more talented than Calvin really is like Josh Gordon was capable of being the number one wide receiver in the NFL like I, I don't people that didn't watch Josh Gordon in his prime before he got into all this trouble, which you could argue was kind of ridiculous for the NFL to keep him out of football for so long. They really destroyed this man. But Josh Gordon, um, stepping away and coming back, it was tough, tough for him. It, it's There's just something that, that happens to you when you're out of the game that long. So part of me is a little worried that we're over-expecting. And for that reason, it's okay to overpay with a player that has that kind of you know, potential upside and downside. I, I would take Bijan, and I wouldn't even think twice, but that's me. But, All right, thank you. I just, you know, I like to get a, I like to hear your inputs on these trades because 
Uh, it just helps me be a better trader. So thank you very much. I'm about to smash this up there right now. Yeah, I just I I, I really f worry about your team without the quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know I don't know how you're going to win with that team even with Bijan, but but like is there a, is there a world where you take Anthony Richardson at the 1.2 and try and build around that? I suppose. But but I don't know that you know, you're, with, I don't know that you're winning that with that. That was though. my plan. That was my plan until he sent this offer. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. Like even if you get Anthony Richardson, you're so far away from winning. Um, I'd rather have Bijan personally. Yellow boy, call back in. I I, I didn't get to click in time. Uh, Ron, was it Ron? Somebody wanted to say something, Ron? Or someone was talking. No, I was I was. Just listening and, and, and commenting on Carolina needs to hit the free agency hard with the wide receivers. Yeah, they do. Um All right, appreciate your call, pal. And a yellow boy's on the on the phone. You can stay on the phone if you want. A yellow boy, you're live. Oh, maybe he's not. Yellow boy trying again. I thought I answered yellow boy's call. Yellow boy, dial in again. Carl, you got anything else you want to add? Oh, no, that's it. I'm just going to smash this up and worry about a quarterback next year. Okay. Um, Carl, all right, you, all right, Carl, appreciate you. Ada, you got anything final you want to say? 20 seconds, go. Floor is yours. I think the Bears are set up to a really good position. Um, David from earlier, I'm sorry, but I hope the Panthers suck next year and get that 1.1 again. And um, <laughs> you know, Phil is more moony and commit to the moon. You, well, it, if the Panthers suck, though, um... The Bears are getting that 1.1. 1 .1. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm hoping yeah, yeah. That. Okay, okay, okay. Saying. That's what you're saying. Okay, I got you. I'm sorry. All right, appreciate you, pal. Uh, uh, David, any final words? Uh, yeah. As a Panthers fan, I feel like we're going to end up screwing this up. And when it's all said and done, probably that's what we do ever since David Gilman took over, a.k.a. hiring Matt Rule and some of the players we drafted. So I don't have any faith right now. I'm going to. Feel like we're just gonna screw it all up with yeah. all uh Mike. Oh Mike, Mike just I think Mike dropped off. Mike, if you want to call back in, Mike, uh, I definitely wouldn't mind giving you a few more seconds. I'm sorry if I didn't rotate over to you enough. David, appreciate you, pal. Appreciate it. Somebody going to the gym, baby. Yeah, we're we're there, bro. We're there. We're getting there. I'm slimming down. I'm I'm two hundred and uh I was two hundred and I think twenty one pounds when I started my fasting about seven days ago. I'm at two sixteen. Yeah. I'm at two sixteen yeah, right awesome. now. So I definitely feel like I'm slimming down. Uh, all right, David, appreciate you. All right, appreciate this, man. Ron, I'm at 216 from about 221. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So I I think once yeah. I get once I get to about 205, you're gonna see a big difference in me. I look I look I almost look really skinny. I'm not I'm not skinny, but I'll look really skinny. I'll look slender. Um, right. But I, I'm not. That what if they were to make a um, with the Colts trade trade uh, the number one pick to the Colts and get picks back? <laughs> I think that was David, and you're like, I, I just like to get. I want all my picks back and David Putney too. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no way uh, no way they're trading to the four pick at this point. You you trade up. This isn't dra the you know draft day movie. Where you're moving all around in the top five. Let's go up and down, up and down. Like it's like you make a move like this is pretty much. Yeah. Uh, could they move down to two on the clock? Maybe. 
but I I don't think you what. I mean, we're just starting. This is just the start of everything. I mean, the league the league hasn't officially started till next week, the fifteenth. So, I mean, just think what's possible to come. Well, he'd be bossed or fired. Well, it's the wrong button. You know who's next? The Arizona Cardinals trading out of this three pick. Maybe, maybe we don't. I don't know. But if the Cardinals trade out, then we got a whole different dynamic going on here. I don't know what team. If we look at this real quick, what team's likely to take this Cardinal pick to, to grab like Bryce Young? Uh, I think uh, the Falcons, I think the Raiders, the Lions maybe, but I think they may, tr- they may try and get Levis naturally right here. But I think the Raiders or the Falcons know they're not getting one of these top three qu- quarterbacks and may miss out on Levis. So I think the Raiders or the Falcons take that Cardinal pick, if I had to guess. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go with Jimmy G. I, I really honestly do. I think it's set in stone that they're going to go with Jimmy G. Yeah, they may still take a quarterback, though, and take Jimmy G. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, underdog drafting tonight, yes. Uh, the link is pinned in the live chat. We're going to be drafting on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Uh, use that link in the live chat or the description if you're watching the replay. It's in the description. It says Underdog Fantasy, and there's a link, and it puts promo code SMITTY into the app for you when you are a new depositor and you sign up for the first time. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. So make your first deposit a very uh, a very good one if you want to get double that amount, you know, up to 100. So if you put 50, they'll give you 50. If you do 10, they'll only give you 10. So the more you deposit the first time, the more they're going to they're going to double it up to $100. So um I yeah, we're going to draft tonight. We'll be on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, link in description. If you're not signed up ahead of time, you won't get in. You won't get in because the spots are going to go like that right away. We're going to do a private league between me and 11 other people and take it the entire season together in a best ball private league. We're going to do it. We're going to drop a link for that. I'll probably drop it on my Instagram stories ahead of time. So be on top of it. And then we're going to go ahead and do a, a, a big board, $10, $1 million in prizes uh, draft as well alongside of it. Uh, two drafts at, at the same time, uh, which I usually time out at least once. Ron, appreciate you. What are you going to have to, what? What, what are you gonna have to buy in for the 12 man? I don't know. I, I If I could get people to jump in ahead of time, I can do a higher amount. Um, otherwise, we may not fill it in the live stream. I can try and do a $50 one and see if uh, if everybody wants to jump in on that one. You what? You don't got to go that high. Well, we'll do a 20. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, high, we'll, we'll try a 25. Do, hey, yeah, something like that. You might be able to fill it. Yeah, it, it's but, not, not oh, that. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you offline on IG once we get off of here and you end your show of that draft I was in because I, I don't want to mention it here. Okay. All right. Appreciate you, Ron. Later, Smitty. Later. later. Yeah, later. Appreciate you. Sorry, I hung up on you there. Uh, I appreciate everybody being here um, live with me during this uh, breaking news uh, amazing show. We've had over almost 200 people in the live stream, 170 to 220 people in the live stream the entire time. If you're new and you just found me, this is what I do. This is what we do. And so if you liked your experience here, subscribe. Hit the thumb up button on your way out the door because we do this whenever news breaks even if i'm not breaking it myself we're going live immediately after to talk about the nuts and bolts of the trade the ramifications how it's all going to go down how the what do we expect out of it fantasy wise what do we expect out of it nfl wise this isn't just a fantasy show it's an nfl show 
and I'm live every single piece of breaking news that drops. Or if there's a couple different things, I might wait a minute, wait a half hour. And if like something like like Thielen got released, I didn't go live immediately on that. I let a couple other things pile up, and about an hour later, I went live on Tua, Thielen, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, but per- pretty much we go live whenever news breaks. Smitty, people are Robert Woods to Houston. Uh, you're saying there's, there's news breaking, or you're just saying that that's what people want? Um, Robert Woods, uh, sources former. Okay, there's a report here. That's what you're saying. Okay, thank you, uh, Terry. Appreciate you that. There's uh, 12 minutes ago, your boy Smitty's been running his mouth and and uh, didn't see this one coming in. So 12 minutes ago, this piece of news broke. Let me drop it on screen. Thank you, Terry, for alerting us on that and for the two dollar holler, my man. My man, Terry, uh, this piece of news here is from Ian Rappaport, Robert Woods, uh, sources, uh, sources, former Titans and Rams wide receiver Robert Woods is signing with the Texans, adding a veteran presence to a young team. This is interesting for the Texans are at number two overall. They're going to take either Stroud or, or Anthony Richardson, so that's good. That's good news if they got another wide receiver there. I'll see you all tonight. We're drafting tonight. Be there. Be there. We'll be there. Midnight, midnight to 12. Uh, it'd be by 12.30 a.m. Eastern, like a, a half hour after midnight. We usually go live to do these drafts. So I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. I work for you on Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks, and I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most midnights doing live best ball drafts with you. Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Now, get out of here. Hey, Mike, appreciate you. I'm sorry we didn't get to you more on the phone lines. Please dial in again, and I'll, I'll make sure to rotate you in a little bit more. I'm sorry, pal. I noticed you left, and I felt bad. Thank you, Mike. Travis, appreciate you. Ad, appreciate you. Frank, appreciate you. And my super chatters of the day. Let me let me call you out. Paul, appreciate you. Devo, appreciate you. Hob G's in the building. Uh, Harry, and who is the, the $25 hauler? Paul. Paul Nullet dropping a 25 watt on the screen. Hob G, Harry Crumbs, B-Ben, Roy, our boy Roy. Uh, Casillo, appreciate you. Terry Roberts, Terry Roberts again. And uh, uh, John, appreciate you, John. You guys absolutely rock. You are legends here on the, the Fantasy Football Show. Appreciate you all. I'll try and fix the phone line for tonight's show. Smitty, my first pick in the streamer draft. I don't know what that means, but good luck if you're drafting right now. Ron Navy, appreciate you. Swaggy, I halfway appreciate you, like usual. Matt. Yeah, Dynasty. Uh, did you see my Dynasty video last night, Hobji? I went live on Dynasty last night. Dynasty channel, let me, let me, real quickly, real quickly, let me drop the Dynasty link. Guys, I go live on the Dynasty channel, go forward pretty much every night now, okay? I went last night, it was late, but I went live, that is the link. Please subscribe to the Dynasty channel on your way out the door, if you haven't already. We're going to go live later tonight after we draft on the Dynasty channel, so you're going to miss out on a Dynasty episode if you don't subscribe right now. Now get out of here, Joe Burrow.
People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Get Charbonnet. Pop open a nice bottle of Charbonnet.